Be handsome, <laughs> uh, Roland. Whoa, whoa, what? Uh, you are grinning out. That's how technically professional I am. I just have no. to keep them at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and then hope for the best. <laughs> but that's the thrill of it. That's, that's the, it's the little thing that you do like, oh, oh, oh it worked. <laughs> do we keep going? <laughs> Cut or do we keep going? Cut, do we keep going? Check, 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 check one. Check one, two. Check one, two. We're rolling. We're live. <laughs> Everything you've said is like on TV. We're live. It's very, it's a... <laughs> No, nah, I'm fully accustomed to that. There's some things you do where you, you just, for example, when you fix your car or something, you do it and you just, everything's in place and you turn on the key and you, you hear the da 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 and you're like, can I drive it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mate, I, <laughs> Is this the next level unlocked? Or? <laughs> I remember taking, um, taking the tail shaft out of my patrol for oh, the yes. first time, which is like big, the big job propeller box. that spins from the gearbox or from the front, yeah. like where it's connected to the handbrake, which I needed to clean, yeah, to the rear diff to make the rear wheel spin. And I took that out to get to the handbrake. But I remember like holding it and just going, ah, oh, fuck, <laughs> 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 uh, this is a important piece of car. <laughs> And then putting it back in and like following all the torque specifications and everything and going like, well, I guess I go drive this now on the road with all the other people again. <laughs> so you put your absolute faith in just in yourself. In, you your, think, in your tools and like, yeah, just like, well, just, just Okay, know. I'll just get on the road with everyone else driving a two-ton vehicle and we just pay dodgems. And I guess hopefully it doesn't fall out and fuck be it. <laughs> yeah. Hope it doesn't it's a fall thrill. Out. But then, but then when it works for a while, it's like a level up, like not a level up, but it's like, oh, yep, next time it'll be easier. Yeah, yeah exactly. You get slowly desensitized to doing that sort of thing. To the and severity then, of what you're doing. Yeah. And then it's just like, then, but then it's dangerous because then I've noticed Because you myself, get too confident? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not like too confident, but I've noticed myself thinking like, oh, this is just like a giant mountain bike. Like you just have to put the right pieces in the right place with the right strength and whatever. Yeah. Except like a mountain bike doesn't weigh four tons and doesn't go hundred <laughs> kilometers an hour. And it doesn't have four wheels. It doesn't have yeah. four wheels. There's a lot of differences, <laughs> Rolls. Like. It's similar. It is similar. Yeah. yeah. A big mountain bike that you're driving. Such like a nice feeling though of like taking something apart, putting it back together again and then using it with a new understanding of how it works. An appreciation. Yeah. It's like it's, a, it's a nice feeling of You feel connected to the security almost. Security. Might like in say this is exactly what we were just talking about with espresso machines. Yeah. Insecure. I'm massively insecure <laughs> yeah. because I don't know how they work. And like you yeah. said, it's the beating heart of a coffee shop and if it goes down, you don't it's know all what, over. Yeah. And so if you don't know it. how it works Then yeah, you're vulnerable when it does. Exactly. And then the people who you rely on to fix it and who don't because you don't know enough information about it. Yeah, and then the people who rely on you for their drugs are just like, <laughs> hell, what kind of drugs, dealer are yeah. you, bruh? Yeah, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you get pulled up or what? <laughs> that is true, isn't it? It's, it's, a, um, it's a gateway drug. Gateway drug? Coffee is. Gateway to what? I don't know, just alcohol, I think. Because you drink coffee before you drink alcohol. Oh, like a short-term gateway, like a, day, yeah, like a day-to-day yeah, I, gateway drug. Here's a day to day, yeah, a day to day. Walking into the it field gets of you drugs through. for the day. It gets you coffee through. Is the gate. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's because it's a morning ritual, and it, you do it. Some people are like no, no, I can't do it. 
I can't talk to you till I have my coffee or I can't do work till I have my coffee. Okay, so you have it. Now your door's open to other things you do and you might have another one, but eventually it might lead to you being able to do something else, which that might be able to, oh, I can have my cigarette now. Right. Or, oh, well, I work so hard today, I'll have a beer. Yeah, 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 or, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's... It's funny how we invent these rules for ourselves, eh? and it's kind of, they kind of get entrenched by chemical mediation, like whatever drug you're having reinforces whatever habit you build around it, and then, yeah. so then you're like, oh, no, I don't drink before 5 p.m., and then for some reason that makes you a mature adult yeah. as opposed to an alcoholic. It's a like, well, version, yeah. what's 60 seconds, man? Like, what if you had a beer at 4.59? Is there suddenly some huge difference? Yeah, what happens to you? You're a rabid animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but we just don't think about coffee as a drug. No, but because it's... About, but there's no more drug that has more profound of an effect on such a vast amount of people. Like so many people <laughs> on the just world. like, on the entire world. <laughs> and the, I don't do anything until I have my coffee. Or I wake up, I'm a zombie until I have my coffee. Everyone takes the same You're thing. You're like, cool, so you're having withdrawals? Or like, <laughs> yeah, first time. Oh, yeah, double shot today. Oh, you're building a tolerance. Cool. <laughs> it's drugs, man. It's yeah, like, building a tolerance. It is. It's <laughs> and to think that we are, we're the middlemen. We're the dealers, bro. Hundred percent. We're the we're the corner side. Hey, what do you want? Like that's us. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got a uh, I got a I got a new delivery yesterday. I got some fresh. Got some, uh, <laughs> it's really fresh, really really green. green. Yeah, yeah, really green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was like, yeah, yep, yeah, cool. Three fifty. No blinks. No no one's like who's regulating it. Yeah. <laughs> no one. <laughs> so it's so underpriced though. I reckon for how For many- sure. How, hands. How many hands? How much work goes into making high-quality coffee to be drunk at? Even just I'll, a train station in Australia, and just quickly, quickly, mindlessly, it's just my drugs. It's near my drugs. But like, if you look at it, I use a, a scale for how much I think it would be. And if you think of one bean, how much work goes into one bean, right? So we, a standard coffee shop, would do twenty-four grams which is about 50 to 60 beans, little mm-hmm. tiny beans ground. Mm-hmm. So one bean has gone through two different countries between the grower and the people roasting it. And then everyone roasting it and then packaging it up, all the costs associated with that one bean, then you times that by 60. Yeah. I might be scaling off topic here, but you get sort of a, a much larger cost oh, for the one cup. Yeah. But it's, suddenly you're knocking on the door of it, like third world socioeconomics and the reason that money is worth more in inverted commas in Australia than it yeah. is in Panama or in Ethiopia or somewhere. Yeah, somewhere there. It's Somewhere developing. Because if you do it in Australia, that one cost of a bean may be like $1 or something when you, after label. Actually, or, that's a really good point. If you do, like, people and you grow coffee in Australia. Yeah. I've, ne- I've never drunk Australian. I might have drunk it once. In the Hunter Valley, they do a lot. Really? Yeah. They, um, they have like a roaster. They have like coffee farms. But I think it's the pot. I mean, I've sipped it. and I've, Like it's pretty much standard across all coffee. It's not amazing. It's not bad. It's pretty mediocre. I think it's the altitude. Yeah, we just don't thing. have it. Well, maybe we just don't have it. I don't know. We have like... We have altitude in some spots, but it's yeah. just such a 
there must be such a fine line to the altitude that you need and how you grow on how it grows on hills like yeah so driving through queensland i was thinking about that because queensland would be amazing well it would but it's still really low so you think about oh, like okay. the snowy mountains for example where we have the most altitude in the country but it's all yeah. kind of like undulating plateaus there there's not a lot of like a aside steady. from where the ski fields are there's yeah. not like hardcore topography it's all yeah. kind of just like it's like a high flat shelf of land almost that you, yeah. and you, you can do the drive which is obviously a very different drive as of the last two months but driving from the south coast up to the tablelands you end up hitting i think you go through bega and then you end up hitting to get to the snowy mountains highway or whatever it takes yeah. you to kuma it's like a sheer i think you you climb oh, a thousand like meters a or something like, yeah. in, in a really short amount of time and up in queensland it's really tropical. They've got the rainfall and the shape of the land is perfect. Like there's a lot of steep, like Hills, foresty valleys and valleys stuff, yeah. and yeah, hillsides, except even at the top of those mountains, which are true mountains when you look at them from they are, yeah. the, the highway or whatever, even at the top of those, you're still maybe 900 meters above sea level, which is just not enough compared not enough, to yeah. 2,200 meter elevation for a good Ethiopian or something. Yeah. Where they have that shape of the land, but they also have the altitude. Yeah, I think it's really similar to wine in like the dependency on um, the geography. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's as weird as it sounds. It's very similar to avocados. Really, avocados are grown in valleys, and they can only have the reason why they're grown in valleys have to be have to have enough sunlight but can't have too much sunlight. And because if you're on a hill in a valley, you only get sun for half of the day. Mm. But they have to go halfway up the hill because that's where the temperature is the most stable. If you go down the valley, you get too much. Because hot air rises, like right? and stuff, yeah. And then down in the bottom, down the valley, it's colder. Right. And that's just where the avos just don't... Don't not yeah. do it. It was, a, it was on a documentary I watched on Netflix. Was it? Well, was it part of um, that series about like the ugly side to certain... Did, Broken industries or something like that? Yeah, or, no, it, it was about like the mafia... No, the yeah, yeah, cartels, avocado, the avocado yeah, cartels, cartels in Chile. You and saw the, that, yeah. Man, that upset me so much. I was like, I'm going to feel bad every time I smoosh the <laughs> <Yeah>. avocado <laughs> on toast now. Which is very common for an Australian right. person, yeah. You, you do, because you don't understand that p- farmers are being shot for growing certain amounts of avocado because of, I didn't realise how water reliant they were. Yeah, it's insane. We're kind, it, I think it's we're a water kind battle. Of, I think we're kind of um, sheltered from it oh, in we're Australasia because so we make a lot of them. We make we make a lot of avocado. <laughs> yeah. We grow a lot of avocado yeah, we grow a lot of, yeah. in New Zealand and stuff. We're but lucky suppose, we're so far away. But if you pick up an avocado and the little sticker on it says it's come from Chile, there's a reasonable chance that someone's, well... Shed blood it. over it. Yeah, exactly. There's been blood spilled over it. So full on. But yeah, and how they go like in the middle of the night to go rob farms yeah. of all these avocados and then they shoot certain farmers and there's, and it's crazy because it's, in Mexico it's not as developed as some, like Sydney say, but they're, they have such a f- limited resource of water. Yeah. And that they could do with a lot more water for them being humans and stuff, but they're using it on growing which is making a living, but they're growing something that's so water-reliant and now people are fighting over it to where it's causing death. Yeah. And then there's me eating sourdough with avocado and feta in yeah, Australia yeah, yeah. and smiling because I'm having a great time because it tastes nice, but 
not to what's happened before previous previous events before me chomping down on my breakfast. Well, this is another of those exact the exact same as coffee, where it's it's oh yeah stuff going on in developing countries like brutal like warfare almost yeah. in Honduras. developing countries because of developed tastes because we like avocado so much here oh. in America and wherever else that just has inflated the demand so that she just goes crazy and suddenly it's like we're the cause well we're not the direct cause but well we like drinking coffee for example we are because we drink so much of it I think per capita Australia is not quite like what the Scandinavian countries are where they drink like fucking 35 kilos a week or something each but something ridiculous something crazy (laughs) but our demand for low high quality at a low price is, is what's keeping people really, really poor. Like, full stop. Yeah, that, yeah, as simple as that. It's, it's a ceiling. It's keeping a, a cap on how much people can be earning. Like, you think about that one bean, or those 60 beans in, in one dose, and if it's, a, if it's some really beautiful Costa Rican something, Yeah. and if you think about, as someone who knows the production process and also the wholesale price, yeah. like what you'd like to charge for that, if someone ordered, like, a double espresso on a nice single origin from yeah. Central America, which has come direct from a, you know, a really high quality farm, farm. whatever. I'd, I'd really like to say, yeah, cool, $7. Yeah. Or $8 or like cool. whatever. $13.50. Something. Because of the quality and because of, like you said, knowing the process and everything behind it's it. It's just so undervalued. I wonder if drugs has something to do with this. Because if there's like such it, a, wait, how? how if, if it's like interfering <clears throat> with people's, um, appreciation of where it's come from the addiction what it is. the addiction overpowers everything yeah, exactly the chemical demands going on in their like oh whatever in their brain yeah in their cardiovascular system they're just like to so just no, ignore everything and be like no i'm paying four dollars yeah or i'll go somewhere else that has four dollars yeah yeah that's such a such a great point the addiction just overpowers everything no matter it can be a healthy the, it can be a healthy drug i reckon though how do, oh, okay, oh, it, can, your, it can most definitely be a healthy actually, diet. Actually, this is it? a question that I've been burning to ask you. Can you tell me what your perfect like, coffee day is? How you have it, when you have it, what you have, etc. Okay. My perfect coffee day, I have it between 9.30 to 10.30. Your first coffee? If, I, if it's on the weekend, my first coffee is between 9.30 to 10.30. I like to wake up a little bit earlier than that, just, I don't know, just to do whatever I need to do. But 9.30 to 10.30 is sort of when I feel like it's an appropriate time to sort of sit down or um, relax or if you've just had brekkie. But I like 9.30 to 10.30, grey skies, no no wind, warm temperature, and just sitting out on the balcony or sitting in like a little laneway or sitting in somewhere where it can be very chaotic, but also it can all flip the switch it could be very therapeutic and yeah. calm for example like this now this is too windy for me <laughs> <laughs> oh here i am thinking you're, not- just, you're just describing right now that's exactly no. gray skies good temperature <laughs> like not too cold not too hot apparently too windy yeah right? it's just too much too many knots <laughs> but gusty for, a wet, for a wet for a <laughs> yeah no nah, we've got to end <laughs> for a weekday it's like six o'clock Mm. Six o'clock in the morning when I'm at work, and it's it's just when it's so quiet in the station or where it's 
when no one else is doing anything, that's when I like to drink the coffee because I feel like it's, I've got a volume that sort of measures the time that I'm drinking it. Mm. Like I can have 200 mils of coffee, which is probably standard, and it takes me five minutes, but that five minutes, no one else is doing anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel in control of... Time. What a, yeah, feel it, yeah, destiny. As, <laughs> destiny. Yeah, time, <laughs> destiny, fate, whatever you want to go through with yeah, it. But, yeah. Or there's just like company with friends and that's that's sort of great where everyone's sort of drinking a cup or, for example, like you and me now or anything like that is really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a little bonus. Yeah. What about you? What's your... Uh, optimum drinking time and I think my best coffee day is waking up just before sunrise Ooh. and going down for a surf and I've been brewing cold brew pretty weak with a paper filter in a jar oh yes and it comes out it's almost like if you I think if maybe you put like a couple of drops of a really clean espresso in water. It's a super, super dilute. And yeah. I have it in liter jars. Awesome. And so on my way down to the surf, I'm just like rehydrating basically, just slowly like- Getting ready, yeah. <laughs> yep, getting stuck in and then um, have a surf and then come in and then brewing one up in my truck. Yeah. Recently I've been obsessed with the Prismo on the AeroPress. Oh it's my just God, like, who just, isn't? It's yeah. just too good, man. They've sold out of them. That's they? Yeah, they're on wow. back order, but they are too good. It's so good. It's but that, I would definitely agree with you. I don't surf as much as you. I don't surf, period. I boogie board. But, <laughs> which isn't the same. It's like the learners of the sea. But, uh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to throw you a bone, but no. <laughs> no, nah, sorry, mate. Yeah. There'd be nothing like soaking up some rays, like, or on a beach or, you know, out in the water, knowing you've had your surf, you had your time, but you're still out in the water and just thinking, looking forward to your next thing oh like having a brew or you know there in the sun just as sunrise by no. yourself and then just waiting get knowing you can see your local coffee shop or a coffee truck that you're yeah making parked, coffee out of you can actually see park. it's like a, a dog to a boat you just can't wait to swim back into shore and just run up and have a coffee It'd yeah be, that's Mate, an experience I haven't experienced yet, but I feel like it would be what I would have. It's so good, man. Like last year, I, I had, I probably discovered it the year before, but last year I really ran it trying to have as many of these days as possible oh, where yeah. this exact sequence. So the best, the best experience I had of it was up at Crescent Head. And oh. I was camping at a spot just north of town. Yeah. Um, and so I wake up, pack down, Drive to Crescent, yeah. Back the truck up, go for a surf, yeah. Come in, and by the time I come in after the after my first surf, it was maybe eight thirty or something. Yeah. And so Fine. holiday makers are just sort of waking up, arriving at the beach. I've already got a good par car park. Yeah, the yeah, beat the queue. The yeah. lineup's just starting to fill up. I've already had a good go of it. I'm coming in, and then brewing a coffee, sitting in the back of Big Sue's at the time. And then, oh, that would have been a, yeah. Mate, just like kicking back, looking out at this beautiful holiday vista, slurping a coffee, looking at my watch, 8.30. I don't have to do anything today. Nothing. And then... What you've done is probably the most pressing thing you've needed to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it's just about like going, cool, finish that coffee, better go for another surf. And yeah. then just like getting back out of the surf, <laughs> come back in. Oh, Restarting the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then just like, 
I'll add in a bowl of cereal here and there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add in a little bit of reading. Change here and the there. system up, yeah. Yeah, and but those days, man, and it's kind of like they go so long. They go so long, and I feel like the coffee is almost like a um, it's like a, a timestamp. Yeah, timestamp to oh, each bookend, little yeah. part of the day almost. Yeah, it like cuts the day up into these nice little chapters. Yeah, that by the time like two o'clock rolls around, I'm thinking about food. I'll have like maybe one more surf before I go back up to camp yeah. and then get sorted out. And then by four o'clock, I've traded the morning drugs for the evening drugs. And I've got a cold beer. In <laughs> You've my got a cold, cold beer. That's it. The <laughs> yeah. gateway was open at eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a very long time to walk through, but now I'm yeah, in. And now I'm in. That's it. You're yeah. there. Be so, it'd be cool to look back and uh, however many days you have of those, but it'd be, say you have a week straight and then the next week you're like, oh yeah, pretty much had five coffees a day from Monday to Friday and then probably six or seven on the weekend. To know that five coffees a day means that you, that can translate to, I had five surfs yeah. Monday to Friday, as well as if I had five coffees, oh, I read a book each day. Oh, I also did a workout. Like it'd be, like you yeah, said, a bookend or a time, time set to be able to show yeah. this is what I did each time. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a just, great little. It's, it's bliss. Man, but going to Crescent Head would be absolutely beautiful, especially when you're waking up at 8.30, or you're waking up before 8, and you're getting there before everyone else. Oh, yeah. You feel like... It's magic. You feel like it's your property, not really, because you're, Dude, you're the only one there. Oh, there was a whale in the lineup one morning. Like a fucking whale. A hot, like How a, close like to a whale <laughs> in the lineup. Like, I think Crescent's pretty... It's yeah, ready, it's ready for a up to Coffs is yeah. like a very busy humpback whale migratory path. Well, uh, but this like this whale was fully in the lineup in this like corner yeah. of. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks, Robert. I'm okay. Thank you. Thank you, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never seen a whale in the lineup like that before. I've I've seen him out. How know, cl- how close are you to this? I was I just hopped out and I was standing on the beach and then suddenly saw this like I was like this I didn't remember seeing a rock there that what and then realizing it was the like the barnacled nose of a whale. Oh my god! Yeah, and it was maybe fifteen meters off the rocks, like off the shore, just rolling around. It was just insane. Like it's just a magical part of the world. Like so, you two, like you being Rolly and the whale, you guys were so close to each other, but not interfering with one another. But knowing that you could have been a lot closer to this whale would have been amazing. Yeah, like you'd be able to share the surf. There were other people in the lineup who were closer to it, and it's just like crazy to be able to see something like that it's full on seeing it'd be also scary in the surf because you at first glance if you see anything move underwater i don't care who you are you think it's a shark well for me dolphins for sure are very like under fuck uh, (laughs) yeah i think they're like it's very easy to romanticize what it's like to swim with dolphins and then until you've been (laughs) out a couple of hundred meters off the beach and then you've got like 10 dark big shadows underneath oh no it's like it's full on. You know, you know they're dolphins. Yeah, you know, but you just and you, you don't know. You know, the, you know, you know. the childhood stories of ah, oh, they're they're friends. Like they're like humans. <laughs> yeah. You don't. You, it's hard to remember that when they're moving really fast. And you're just like, nah, that's actually just a massive wild animal. Just that that is that's really good. comfortable in a place that I am not supposed to be. You yeah, you're not intruding, but you're there, and to realize that you're sharing something with ten other things that it's it's home it's it's magical like don't get me wrong it is insane i remember scary. <laughs> i've caught one wave with 
like dolphins in it before. For oh, that ring. is awesome. Like, That's something I saw out of the a wave, movie. Yeah. It was ridiculous. It wasn't even a good wave. Like it wasn't a. I saw. Oh. I just saw a wave coming. I saw dolphins in it, and I was like, "Oh, you've got." If it. this is a chance to ride a wave that dolphins are also riding, even if there's nowhere to go on it except straight, I'm still yeah. doing it. And I did. Oh, it, you got it. it. Just went straight in. I was just like, "Yep, done." <laughs> that, go tick that off the bucket list. Yeah. yeah. When you're saying you're riding in with, are you how close to these dolphins? Or you can see they're a little bit far away near the break. No, as or? in like they're like under your feet, like oh. on either side of the board. Because they... Oh, that would be... Is that, is, is that Crescent Head as well? Sorry, where was no, this No, this way? is at Kilkil. Oh, my Years God. Ago. Just yeah, in the backyard. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Magic. But they, um, they, ride, they surf under the surface where if you... And you can do this as well when you're body surfing. It's always yeah. worth getting like a pair of flippers and just going to experiment with different Current. parts and yeah. shapes of the wave and figuring out what they do to you. But if you, like a dolphin, if you just like kind of submerge yourself just below the surface yeah as the wave rolls over it like pulls you and you can you can basically oh. body surf under the water and so that's when you see dolphins kind of oh, just below the surface and then they either look, leap out the front or you know sometimes they're getting sucked and then they just go randomly out the back and then they oh, do those yes, huge yes. launches out the back yes because they're like slingshotting themselves off this vortex <laughs> of energy just below the surface that's which so is dragging clever. them and then they just go whoop and that's then they just so like, clever. Yeah, just do an about turn and then they just get like launched out of the back of the wave. Just go back for another one. And then they, yeah, it's awesome. Isn't that clever though? Like surely someone's seen that and just be like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have a go at doing it. And then people just going under. Obviously they can't slingshot themselves out. But you kind of can. Or not like out the back. But you can, you can absolutely body surf under the surface and then get use enough. that force to like boost your head out and then kind of like, Mimic, mimic like what a dolphin would do. Yeah. It's that, really... That's so crazy that... It, so, that's a creature having fun. Yeah. Like that's its direct line of, look, oh, we're just going to go, like, jump out of waves and stuff. I'm assuming that would be its... Yeah. It's created its own fun, which is something pretty cool. But there's, there's videos of dolphins as well passing around, a, like, a puffer fish or something. Have you seen that? <laughs> Literally like that. Wait, what? Yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, I'll, I'll flick you the video. It's um, passing a puff, <laughs> puff of fish. Yeah, literally, right. it's like they're they're just, bot like hovering underwater in, in a ring. Okay. <laughs> it's just, like, it's like just, that high school, you know, like yeah, it's as much of a cartoon right? as you expect. Passing around this fucking, <laughs> this little fish. fish. Yeah, and because pufferfish are poisonous. Maybe the, what's I don't know. There'd be some like there'd be some yeah something that just gets them high. That's funny. It's bizarre. That's so weird, hey. It's, it's essentially bullying. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's so that happens to, with animals Actually, that's well. kind of like a comforting feeling because like we... Knowing that we're not the most savage creatures. We're not the only ones who subjugate other animals. It's yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you, come here. Hey, hey you, we're going to yeah, we're we're muck around with you. Yeah. Washing machine, you know. We're, we're, we're bored. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. just play with the fish. Because the puffer fish is so helpless. Yeah. Because it blows up and it... The the fins aren't big enough for it to really swim at a quicker state mm. than what it was when it wasn't. I'm pretty sure it's a puffer fish. I'll send you this video. It's, oh, it's that's like, so funny. It's staggering. Is this in Australia? Or don't we're... think so. Oh, I don't know. Man. I don't know. But that, that's something that I could be mesmerised watching until they stop. Yeah. If it's an hour, two hours, I would probably watch it the whole time. Yeah. You know, like, oh, is it going to change? No, no, it's it's okay. Oh. Well, what's going to happen next? Yeah, yeah. Why is that one staring at its flippers? What's... Oh, okay, oh. right. <laughs> oh, 
I'm a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jack. <laughs> I heard um, I heard a thing that there's increased levels of predation on dolphins from sharks and like a lot of sightings of dolphins with chunks taken out of them and oh. like bite marks and scuffles yeah. and whatever. Meaning that the new implication is that if you see dolphins out oh. in the surf, they're much less there as your friend and much more likely just putting you in between them and a shark. <laughs> and so it's like the polar opposite of this Black assumption that, yeah, dolphins, we're family, yeah. we're friends, we're both mammals. It's like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. You're bait. You're fodder. Yeah. You're fodder. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? But how smart's that? That's so clever. I know. I know. If we did translate that to what we do as humans with someone else, I can't think of putting someone in between the firing line yeah that's essentially blaming someone for not doing their job or I don't know mm. that's not it's not as severe as death that's so clever that I know it's so cool where was that article um, it was on a surf forum I find it, it it's kind of like conjecture that that's what yeah. they're doing but it's a it's a reasonable influence. it's got merit yeah, yeah it's definitely got merit yeah you, um, you said something before that um made me think uh, reminded me of something hey you've got your 200 mils and you know you've got your five minutes and it's yeah. kind of just like what would happen if is that vessel dependent is that because it's in a specific cup that you can just eyeball to a certain level and you're like yep that's 200 mils or maybe that's a little lower today it's probably 195 but you've just drunk it so many times that you know where it's at like yeah for sure that that's exactly it's um it's not muscle memory but it's just entirely based on visual muscle memory or pretty much yeah. muscle memory yeah yeah because yeah. i that, think that that's a reasonable explanation for uh people who say it tastes different out of a single use cup yes you know what i mean because it typically and this is i don't yes, know that's exactly it well, yeah. typically it's a middle-aged man who is the most defiant who's like nah it tastes different i need it in my eight yeah. ounce takeaway you know, they're with always the lid like, and everything. No, they're, sometimes they're like, "Oh, no lid, mate, save the environment." You're like, yeah, okay, well, dude. Well, that, <laughs> that's the only recyclable. Yeah, recyclable bit of it. But I reckon it helped me reconcile it because obviously I hate those people. Oh, vehemently. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, I'm no, definitely you that. No, like, no. Like just destroying the head. planet yeah. is not worth your your enjoyment. Yeah, exactly. Like your obsessive For five enjoyment. <laughs> but it helped me reconcile it because it speaks to the mindfulness of them drinking their coffee and how they like it that that specific that shape way. because it is the same everywhere and they know like it, you think about how much they're, it weighs it weighs real. four grams or something yeah. so basically whatever you're holding is is a direct reflection of how much coffee you've got left so it's a lot easier to tell how much you've already had how oh, hot the rest okay. of it is yeah, all that yeah, stuff yeah. there's a lot of like cues that are helping them be mindful about their consumption which is kind of so ironic because yes. you think about using single-use packaging as mindless and you're like, you're just not thinking like, like wake up, wake come up. on, like yeah. think about it. But it's because they're already thinking think so much so about much the rest of it. That, yeah, they've, they've missed the step. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've missed the beginning step. Well, and it's almost, that, I think that's where an opportunity might lie to say like, here's, here's your cup. Like, look this after is, it like it was like your child. Like, like just bring it, cup. like your keep cup. Bring it everywhere and just have it in that all the time. And, and you'll get the same... Thing. you'll get you'll the develop same the same muscle memory that we're yeah. talking about of like just and like completely subconsciously 
evaluating how much coffee you've drunk, how much is left, how hot it is, yeah. whatever, the difference between today's and yesterday's or whatever. It's like, yeah, you're keeping the same format. Yeah, exactly. It's just the, it's just variables. It's just the, like, yeah, said, yeah. like, like a constant variable. And now God forbid it goes down to the people making your coffee who's direct, you know, who's changing the taste if you think it tastes different to takeaways or ceramics it's no no you've got your one vessel yeah it doesn't have a permanent marker on it like it's got nothing else but you've cleaned it you're solely responsible for your measurements yeah of what you want but i think that's obviously people are so resistant to needing to clean it and transport it and blah 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 but if you mm. could communicate it as in this will become what the single use cup is to you now as yeah. in like a necessity like your handbag. I need this as a baseline. Yeah. You need this, yeah, you need this as a baseline. This is just, what you're going to have everywhere you drink coffee. Yeah, it's yeah, what yeah. You're, it's going to change your life, but but people don't want their lives changed, which is pretty bizarre. Yeah. In that, in that aspect. Yeah, even when you're, even when it's for the better or you're pretty sure it's going to improve their quality of life slash improve the planet around them for yeah. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's weird when you put it like it's so true when you put it like that. This is gonna improve, or this is gonna increase your lifespan. Mm. Just just you drinking this now will just increase your lifespan. No 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 none of that. No no no. It's so weird. Eh? Like, it's so weird that that level of um, resistance ignorance, yeah. and ignorance. It's not it's not demographically exclusive. Like I I'd say it's middle aged men mainly and it definitely is, is the biggest proportion but oh, it's mums sure. with prams it's guys who go to the gym it's like it's it's kind of everybody there's like a member of every demographic so who mixed, is just yeah. blindly continuing on like nah i need it out of my takeaway cup it just I, seems so it's it's like smoking to me now man like it's really i find it really distorts the way i interact with people if someone walks up to me and they're drinking like a double cupped takeaway oh. coffee or something they may as well have a cigarette blowing smoke in my face because I can't look past it. I can't focus on the I'm conversation. Sorry, yeah. I'm like, this is... Like, You're distracted the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're polluting my headspace with like just holding like... Yeah. What? Keeping that there and you just, you have no clarity. So I look at those, these people and I think like, you know, you, you look at someone you think when they're ordering, you don't know whether it's takeaway or not. Are you looking at them and you're, you're, you're judging them, essentially? Not out of disrespect or anything, but you're just making an assumption on who this person is. And then having these takeaway cups or double takeaway cup, to me, I think, oh, no, you're an idiot. Like, uh, it, it's, you've just gone down in my levels. or like it, you Definitely, it makes me go, like, where else are you failing to think in your life? Yeah. Like, where else are you... Does it like, stop at coffee or does it continue? Exactly, exactly. What happens at work? Like, is it... Yeah. yeah, do you have kids? Are you making choices about their well-being with the same level of ignorance that you're making about pollution? Or, like, what... Yeah, Because it, totally. it does translate. It, it's, it, it's just an alarm bell for somebody's brain, isn't it? It's just like a big beacon about how they work, how they think or don't think. It's, it's such a clear-cut um, example of, okay, so you think like this or you think like this? Like you think of single-use uh, takeaway cups or you think, oh, I'll have it in a ceramic cup. If you think of single-use takeaway cups, you probably go down the line of other stupid decisions in your life. Right. right? It may, it, it's so... But how's it going to change? It's, I think it's, um, it's so fear-based because I try 
I try and be an adult and not just like <laughs> indulge in my <laughs> hatred of someone immediately. <laughs> and I try and give them a concession and think like, okay, you know, I don't know this person's life. Maybe the, maybe this is like, maybe this is them on the worst day of their life and they just needed a coffee. They didn't have their cup. Maybe they bring it all the time, the rest of the time. But yeah. today is just whatever. They're one off. And I try and like come at somebody, at approach somebody from yeah a benevolent angle rather than like a judgmental I fail most of the time in saying this, but I try. <laughs> and then the, my end conclusion is always just like, oh, this is just someone who hasn't, like, hasn't woken up yet, hasn't thought it through yet. Yeah. Because when you do, it's so painful. When you actually think about like, wow, this is all adding up. How many of these have I used? And then you think about like the fact that if you think about all of the rubbish you've made in one year, it would probably fill your house. Oh, without then, a doubt. And that's like such a scary thing to fess up to yourself about it, you're in denial because you don't you don't want to think about but it reality is everyone knows that that's what it would be but it, no one speaks about it because yeah. no one wants to be looked at as the not the disappointment but the blame yeah exactly even though we all know it's with each other is the blame exactly but, exactly but no one it's a weird that, it's a weird secret it's a weird secret no one talks about I know, it but it shouldn't be what you just said is exactly right is the fact that b- because no one is blameless like yeah. everyone's got some baggage some oh. sort of like footprint mm. no one's in a position to judge the person next to them because we're all contributing just to as this. bad exactly and yeah it's just like it's this problem because it's very scary to accept it and take responsibility for it yeah. but it isn't in such a necessary part of beginning to reduce it and like actually taking ownership of and understanding what you're producing and figuring out how to produce less of it but until you do that you just keep producing the same amount because you're just because you're too scared yeah because you're too scared that's exactly it and it's 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 quite um fascinating to look at no matter how old you are you're all the same like when people talk about life experience and like an 80 year old to a 40 year old that same fear factor is it the same for both of them mm. no matter how old you get it's you always you're not as you're not better or you're not worse it's, it's the same fear you can't get rid of it unless yeah. you start doing something about it unless you start act, you know a bit of action happens or well that's uh, that's where i think the um a big hole in the communication is is that actually doing something about it and taking action and yeah. and taking responsibility is a really empowering experience yeah. like even though it's scary and you're talking about attenuating to how much rubbish you're making it's empowering to think like okay well at least I'm on top of this like at least I know what it is and, and I'm starting to actually like tighten tighten, tighten it all up things, like, yeah. it's, and it's like it can le- I've, well, certainly it's been my experience that it it can lead to taking responsibility beyond that in other areas of your life yeah. as well and just like being able to, I don't know just like general maturity you I learn suppose. a skill from it yeah Not, like it, well, it's the skill of taking responsibility yeah which is such a so it's so crucial though isn't it because you when you do do something like that you get a weird sense of empowerment but you it's almost like you sh- you shouldn't f- feel that good about doing something that should just be done right does that make oh, sense yeah no, yeah I t- yeah you know you know I like we shouldn't, shouldn't be, be this low. we shouldn't be clapping people for using keep cups it should be 
a, a standard. Yep, yep. You know, we shouldn't be like, oh, like I brought my own bag to Coles. It's like, oh, do you want a bone? Like, do you want a treat? <laughs> Like it shouldn't. Like, Gold star for you. Yeah, yeah. With, with your reusable bag full of plastic packaging, like. <laughs> yeah, it's you're not fooling me. Like I don't know. It's it's weird to. Yeah, but that's. But what, you need to. You have to because, because that's where we're at. Yeah, that's exactly where we're at. And then, like, hopefully, it gets to that stage where it's. It's kind no of, one even needs to mention it. You know, no one is mentioned. It's like, like toilet training a toddler or something. You just like you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. Uh, you think about it. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't have to applaud a human being for not defecating in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but you do because you they're do. a toddler and yeah. they don't know any better. And it's like, as a collective, we are a toddler right now. And we, we yeah. need that level of like, good. We need the encouragement. Like, we need the encouragement. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. do it. You can okay, do it. Okay, you can have free time now. Here's your toy. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's such a good analogy. The toddler. But it's... It's not changing anytime. Well, it should be changing soon, but I think it when is you, slowly. It is slowly, but when you're walking around and you're observing, like people watching, you just you look at it and you think. You look at the you look at what you're observing in the process of some people doing, whether it be taking away coffee in a disposable or going through coals and just picking the fruit that's already in a plastic box that's wrapped around in a plastic yeah, yeah. you look at it and it just it's I don't know it's not eye opening but it's just such a like just another red flag that's just being put up and saying okay this is now a problem yeah. and you just keep looking at all these red flags that just keep pronging up it's but so, you got to keep so encouraging yeah, to put the red flags down and then they yeah. all get stood up because someone else does it's so easy to despair when you t start paying attention to everything oh. isn't it like you just you can't you can't look away you can't escape it it's it's a weird but it's just not going to happen overnight it's, no, it's, it, no the scariest thing as well that I like I keep, keep kind <laughs> of intentionally forgetting about is that Australia is a really good example of uh, everyday environmental friendliness yeah. in that keep cups are not a thing in America like my sister lives there and she's like oh. no nah, no, no one uses them and like people take their bags to the supermarket and stuff because they charge for the plastic ones but as far as like reusables go yeah for food and, and beverages it's not even it's a not a thing and no. I, you look around in australia and you're like okay it's maybe like for example steam engine when we yeah. first opened was maybe one in 50 or 60 people brought a cup and then now it's obviously one in four or five it's like yeah. really really good yeah but that is a really extreme example oh my god in, yeah. in an extreme example and so compared to a coffee shop in the states when no like, one brings it we're exactly like no one we're like we're miles ahead and so it's really scary when you look at all these you're like surrounded by red flags and you're like shit i'm in i'm in the place that's doing the best right now like, yeah yeah still all of this this is yeah the, on the scale this is number one yeah but like, what's number two? Even number one's really alarming. How alarming is number two? Yep, or yep. number 57? Or what's, yep. what's the go there? Yeah. But now, for me, my mindset is, if I go to a restaurant or to um, go get a salad, or it's, I look at the place weirdly if it doesn't offer um, reusable. A discount? No, no, not a discount. I don't expect a discount. But for example, if you want to go get a slushy and you go put it in a, a milkshake cup 
you know, I, I think that's fine. Are you allowed but, to do that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So. But then we we go like for example McDonald's. Mm. Why can't you get? Um, oh no, McDonald's is a bad example. Boost. They only sell Boost Keep cups, and they sell their own reusable ones. Mm -hmm. But so many people, it's not commonly thought to bring your own cup to that. Whereas the Keep cup is more. Um, known for coffee cups yeah. for coffee shops sorry yeah 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 it should be you should have your reusable salad box or yeah I look and at they it exist, man they're nice things as well like I've got a good little stainless oh, steel two compartment lunch box yeah. thing that fully seals up I can put liquid in there and it doesn't leak in my bag oh, and perfect. then yeah it's perfect for that sort of thing but then if you go to like sumo salad which is a chain but no one brings any salad boxes yeah. like I don't I don't eat but you just see no one brings any anything for all the plastic that's being used. I saw a um, suggestion that um, single-use packaging should start to come with the same labels that smoking packaging has. Oh my goodness. Like, like yeah. d really distressing images of wildlife, like a, like a turtle with a straw up its nose or something like that, saying like, single-use kills wildlife or something. Like it says, smoking gives you lung cancer. Yeah. And having that, like imagine walking around with a takeaway cup with that on it, you'd be like, I am killing animals right now. It'd it's be like you're, yeah, the that's quickest. a supporter of someone, not killing animals, but like, you know, that's someone who's adding to the who's course. willingly adding, exactly. Yeah. Because ignorance just is not an excuse anymore. You can't say you've never heard of a reusable. So they've got the information there in front of them. They're yeah. literally holding it saying yeah. what yeah. they're doing is bad. Yeah. And they go, yep. And keep drinking out of it, keep looking. They'll look at the same thing 20 times. Yep. And just get on with their life. Yeah. That, that should that's happen. That's a cool idea, right? But it's... Oh, that'd be so. Oh, it's pretty distressing images and stuff. But wouldn't if that happened? I wonder what the percentage would be of um, the reduction in takeaway. How rapidly it would change? Yeah, like yeah. I wonder if if you do just label everything like you said, this is killing wildlife, or this is. Tell you a really sad thing about it is oh. that there's takeaway packaging businesses that would be in uproar. Oh. What? What do you mean I've got to print distressing images on my yeah. packaging now? Like This hurts business. Yeah. Exactly. And those, and I don't know, yes. I feel like our, our political system responds to money as its greatest influence. Oh. And so if those businesses throw money against that and lobby yeah. against that and say, you know, you're going you're gonna to put us out of, out of business, you're going to put 200 Australians out of a job, like suddenly it becomes really difficult to so, mandate and... Even though it might be so effective, and it, it might, might happen yeah. so quickly, it'd be brilliant. But but it's just capitalism. Yeah, it's just this. Yeah, it it's, really is. Yeah, it just comes down to like making the choice for you. Mm. And but it comes down back to that making the choice for you, but also the the ignorance of other people not wanting being stubborn and not wanting to change. You know, might not having to take the sacrifice of closing their business down and readapting to something else or yeah. it's a money driven it's money driven which is so I've never been on that side of the coin but I think ne to myself yeah. about what it would be like to be running a business that you've maybe run for 15 years maybe 50 years that you've inherited mm. from your dad or something whatever yeah. and, and then coming to terms with the fact that it is an incredibly environmentally harmful activity and your business has a shelf life. Like it is, yeah. is not going to exist in the future and it's just a matter of when. Yeah. And like, I'm I don't know what that feeling is day. like. Yeah, like. I don't know what that feeling's like to think, I know what I'm doing is damaging the planet. I know I need to stop, but I don't know what else I can do. And then, oh. 
like the integrity crisis would be. I would tear you apart. Yeah, it would. It'd be severe. And you can see why people would uproar about that. And I it's guess. so easy. You got to pick both sides of the fence. You got to understand. Yeah, it's like um, something wow. like something like. I know it's like yellowfin, bluefin, blah blah blah. All these tuna species are uh-huh. critically endangered. And it gets to a point where you've got to be like, okay, so let's stop fishing tuna. Yeah. <laughs> really straight up. Yeah. There's got to be a line drawn in the sand. Stop. Yeah. You have to stop now. But that's so easy for me to say as someone who doesn't eat it and doesn't fish it. And then it's so, like, it's so easy and cheap for me to say that, whereas it's so confronting for a fisher for yeah. who's got a boat and a business and a crew and a whole life built around tuna fishing yeah. and no other skills, no recourse. How on earth can I just say, like, stop, stop. doing your livelihood, figure it out? Yeah, what? Even, if, your, even, even if, if it's, like, <laughs> even if it even is gonna t- causing extinction events. Yeah. Like, yeah, even if it's the most... Uh, tragic way of addressing something is no no you got to stop it because or drastic way you got to stop it because you're going to kill me yeah like think about this like right. <laughs> let's just look at each other and think about what you're doing to me and what i'm doing for you yeah yeah and i think yeah like you said having that expiry date for someone and then telling them that this is what's going to happen there'd be huge uproar. i think community is going to help like solve that I hope Prob- so. Problem socially, yeah. hopefully, because there's things like saying in that conversation, if you're the tuna fisherman and I'm yeah. the guy you're killing by your activities or whatever, and I say you're killing me, and and you say you put me out of a job, you're killing me, and I say, okay, have you got a kid? Because you're killing your kid too, and then suddenly it's just like oh, oh shit, oh yeah. shit, and then but oh. instead of like fighting about it, we need to say you're killing your kid too. So let's together like let's figure work something together, else yeah. out that we can do to prolong all of us. So we can all exist, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're gnarly conversations and there's no oh, one yeah. there's no one who's like... Experienced in having that conversation. Exactly, there's no arbiter, there's no one who can say what's right and wrong and who's who's in the middle to mediate it fairly. Fairly, fairly because it's... Which is what a government's supposed yeah, to do, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. That's it. the sole point of the government yeah. is to be... The, not the media. Yeah, the mediator between society and you know what's right what's wrong and our resources and then man, when and you get a, deal with problems yeah and then we get a government that's pretty money driven which entirely not, it is money driven i want to say corrupt because it's corrupt for money yeah and then you just you look at the people who you're meant to look up to and then they they're not the people who you can look up to because they're not doing exactly what they're the same morals yeah yeah that's where you have to go okay what do we do now now you have to start being extremer in what you do, being a little bit more extreme in what you do, like printing packaging. And I think you just need. I think we just need to be a bit more local, rather than relying on a po- oh. politician from Canberra. Yeah, you, you, like you, I think we've learned, particularly in the last couple of months, that you can't rely on a politician from Canberra mm, to no. do anything for you, and who you can rely on is your neighbour, isn't it? Yeah, people from the nearby and town, your brother, and whatever, and, and yeah, exactly, your family, and th- like it's kind of. Um, a turn of the tables. Yeah, well, it's just it's just an enforced realization that our we, we don't have a dependable democratic system right now. We don't have people representing us who have our genuine best interests at heart. And I feel like that was the biggest for me. That's been the biggest takeaway of the last few months. Has like we don't have the someone. absence of actual leadership 
like that those people don't that, exist yeah. the people who you're supposed to be able to rely on to look after you yeah. in a time of crisis don't exist that's so dis- that's I know, I've never looked horrible. at it like that yeah it's horrible but it's such a good reason to celebrate local leadership instead and to start yeah. like thinking okay well forget that forget the system which isn't actually there to look after me forget yeah. a guy who's grabbing people's hands who don't want to shake it like that's not gonna that's not helpful and and that's no longer something that I can have in the back of my head as a benevolent caring force which is gonna look after me during a catastrophe your protector yeah that's so um, that's pretty intense that needs to be needs to be like that because we've got no other choice it's been an intense time hasn't it oh it really has for for, for you and you and me mid 20s and then you think about these other people coming up, the next generation. I don't know, I feel like we're the most, oh shit, we're the most active with something like that because we're understanding, we're talking about it. Mm. It's just these people coming up who have no idea because they'll just be, they'll have to learn from what's happening and they'll probably, they might follow along or they might resist. And it's just only, it might help our case, it might worsen our case. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's impossible. I'd just like, I'd love to be able to sympathise with the potency of it not affecting you as a reason for abandon. Like old people like Tony Abbott or Scott Morrison yeah. who are like, I'm not going to be alive when shit hits the fan That here. shits me. Totally. Yeah. And it's like, especially Selfish. for parents, and you're like, dude, you are going to be here. That's the whole point of parenthood is you've immortalized yourself and your offspring. You are going to you experience are, yeah. this. This is you. Like, they are you. You will be here. So it's very, really short-sighted. But I'd love to, because I think that's a genuine um, obstruction to people in that generation doing anything constructive. They don't is, that, is that like, well, I'm not going to be here. I don't need to worry too much because it's not going to be. Like, why would I inconvenience myself now for something I'm not going to benefit yeah. from? Well, it's no, a little representation of you is yeah. going to be here. Yeah, exactly. So you, so you might not physically feel it, but emotionally or mentally or in some other state, you, you're causing harm to something that represents you. But that, but that level, there's a level of comfort that they're achieving in, in knowing that they won't be here that you and I will never understand because we, I mean, we are touch wood. Here. We'll yeah. be here. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, touch wood, we're here for the apocalypse. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> touch. Quick buckle down, yeah. But we, like that, that, that even, no matter how cheap and, and invalid that comfort is, it's just not even available to you and I no. as, a, as a mitigating emotional we can nev- thing. We can never feel what they're feeling yeah. with that because we know we, we are going to... I guess maybe and in the same way, they can never feel what we're, gonna what we're feel. feeling, which is the inevitability of it all and that... Mm. we will so we, yeah they can't, we can't sympathize with us and with we can't the same way they it. can yeah, yeah. I mean, you think yeah with the lifespan of humans I, and they they've they've been like timing it to no 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 this will be okay for me in the short time yeah okay next generation you guys do what you want to do for a bit and that's up to you but we're gone yeah you're just going to have to look after yourself or you get to look after the generation after you one or the other. That's exactly it. You've absolutely One or the nailed other. it. It's, it's like, look after It's our you. turn. And then, oh, it's the next person's turn. Yeah, everyone's problems are built up. And yeah. then it's, as you die off, <laughs> it's, 
no, nah, no longer my problem. No, nah, no longer my problem. Everyone's dropping like flies, and then people left to scramble and be like, okay, well you've, hang on, you've mucked up this, 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 yeah. this. Seven generations worth of pieces. Let's to prolong pick up. it, and then we'll push it for the next generation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Take one more for the team, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. But yeah, man, you've absolutely nailed it. That is exactly the mechanism. I've never actually heard it put that eloquently before but that's exactly <laughs> no seriously because that's exactly what it is where it's like no generation has yet lived entirely for the generation that will come after them and so it's just constantly built up and obviously there's been generations that have done a lot more damage than others yeah and so far ours i think is doing a lot less than the one before us and so yeah if it went if it used if we used to do that in you know hunter gatherer times where we generations genuinely did live for the one that followed and they did it in a pure sustainable way which is what the indigenous people do exactly right so we don't do that anymore so it's been this like bell curve of suddenly this stuff built up that the following generations how tall the tower is going to generation after that's got more to pick up and it just keeps going and i feel like it's peaked and now we're the first generation to be on the back side of it yeah so kind of arguably with the most to do but definitely for sure with the most to do it's not <laughs> arguably it's yeah it's, it's but it's definitely but it's cool to be on that side of it to have yeah or to, to have, realize that we're on that side of it exactly it's better to realize it than to just try and add to it yeah. we've actually gone okay well some countries haven't realized there's a problem yeah other countries have to for us to be in this generation be like, okay how young we are with how much with you know however long we have left to live we go okay we can allocate 60 years to trying to make the next generation's yeah, life a little bit better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just so everyone can have a, the same quality of life or... It's, that, that for me is the um, nicest thing about living in such a crazy chaotic time is that that's so exciting to be yeah. on that side of it and, and get to make the choice to be on like the right side of history in a way and just yeah, be yeah. it like especially you have and have our I names in the book as the ones not contributing the who fixed it exactly some of the first fixes basically yeah first fixes well, it's like it that's the that's the privilege that you and I have living in Sydney Australia mm. and, and being able to have time and resources to start doing things properly start yeah having having something to say and do it yeah. That's that's crazy though, like when you think about it, how we've done this or how our older generations have just been ignoring everything. When you think about the indigenous people, that's that's literally what they have been doing. Because they teach, you know, others the the way their way of life or their procedures or systems that help them stay in a better place or you know live live longer yeah they've been doing it and now it's our it's the generations above us that have now not only hurt us but also hurt them so now it's it's just like a i think that'll be that'll be a pathway to um reconciling a lot of differences with indigenous people I, i hope is thinking that we're both victims of a former generation obviously like yeah you and i can't equate suffering um, oh, no. environmental defects to you know an indigenous genocide yeah but it's the same um it's the same feeling of helplessness to the situation yeah like we're both let's in a join, shit let's situation let's, let's do this yeah exactly let's join forces beyond the 
acrimony of the past or whatever. Because yeah. it's this it's always been this really sad thing to think about that indigenous people in Australia look at the bushfires we've just had. Mm. Like the they people who will help us the most in contending with escalating bushfires are the people who we've like, neglected, not neglected, invaded, invaded, destroyed, and committed a genocide towards. It, it's like the, that. Suddenly, we're knocking on their door, going, "Hey, I know hey, we um, I know we decimated you and, and took we did your land, but um, up shit a couple of years ago. Would you mind um, just popping over for a second, <laughs> just like, <laughs> just help me out, like you know, do something? Yeah, like that's an inherently horribly awkward conversation oh, but less awkward for you and I as opposed to someone who actually participated in a stolen generation we, or yeah. something because same thing what we didn't make the choices that were made in history we're just we're just, we're just experiencing the problem, results of yeah. them as you are we're both living on the same chunk of dirt hopefully hopefully it's like a good get, a, a good um pathway to join Link forces yeah, yeah join exactly. forces that's so true it's it's that's exactly what it is. It's, oh, hey, like, I know we did, well, some older people did some stuff to you guys, but can you help us with this and we'll try and mend forces and... Yeah. Man, that's... There's never been... There's never that's been... Su- that's such an answer in front of us. Yeah. That's such... It's like the answer in front of us, but no one's really started to... T- utilize or they, to, I think they are starting to now like I just read a story this morning about a guy on the Sunshine or Sunshine Coast South Coast yeah near Ulladulla and the he basically protected his property with indigenous fire burning like um, oh. back burning or cool. whatever um, and I read a story about the way they do it to reduce the fuel load they're all barefoot like okay. if, basically if you're if you can't walk around barefoot during um, an indigenous burn it's, it's too hot, it's burning too hot and it's destroying the seed banks under the soil and it's destroying the soil profile itself. And so there's like, oh, okay. there's these really tactile measures in place to, which make it work properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically this guy did it and protected his house. And the road down to his house, he lives in bushland west of Ulladulla. The road down there is surrounded by blackened forests on either side. So you get to his property and it is this oasis of green, like thriving garden, his house is just fine. He's like up to his fences is fine. Oh and then God. up to the fences on the other side is burnt. And it's because he Use consulted traditional elder knowledge and had a team come in and they performed this exercise on his land. And he like, it works. It works. And so the doors, de- like the it's conversation's quick. definitely happening now. Yeah. But that was, wow. It came out. It's after, so good to know. Like, yeah. That's it's, so, that's... it's awesome. It's a really lovely safety net. It just, you can't get past that un- like discomfort of knowing that we're not really entitled to that information given the actions of our ancestors like you think it's a hard thing to you ask think what, if, what if it didn't we can't ask what if it didn't because it has happened but in an ideal world if that hadn't happened I wonder what our lives would be like yeah yeah I wonder what would we can't ask it because it's we're living in what we've done we're living in our own mistake but I wonder what it would have been if none of that, you know, that genocide and the invasion well, hadn't happened and we'd just lived, you know, together yeah. amongst each other, I um, wonder what our, what Australia would be like. Where has that worked in the world? Because America pretty much did the same thing to the Native Americans. Mm. But I suppose New Zealand has a lot more respect for oh, Maori yes. culture and a lot more that's integration. That's a great example, yeah. And actually, that's pretty, you see that and 
Oh shit, I better plug that in. Um, I feel like even though I got a, I got oh, a battery, okay. even though um, you know Anglo-Saxon New Zealanders don't really have the heritage, well they don't at all have the heritage of the Maori people in, yeah. in New Zealand, they still pay respect and experience the a lot of the traditions, like you think about the haka that the All Blacks yeah. does before, like half the All Blacks are white guys. But mm. they're still doing the haka, and it's this really cool thing because yeah, they're getting something from it. New Zealand is watching and getting something from it, and so even though it's not their heritage, there's something to be gained from experiencing the cultural practice of Someone, another yeah, community. Yeah. And so we just didn't have that. We just don't really have that at all here. We don't. What? Well, not maybe in a mainstream sense. You can no, pursue exactly. it, but even then, if you go and pursue like an indigenous. Um, ceremony or something mm. you feel pretty conspicuous as a white bloke there. you do yeah and it's it's that new zealand's such a great example because they're not per no one's perfect yet but they're so much better than us yeah man they're and trying we can take and such a big leaf out of their book yeah of how to not be welcoming but just how to be normal yeah which is weird to say how to be normal about something about that yeah, just oh, respectful, I suppose. Respectful, like, yeah. The haka and everything. Wow. That's, um... There's never... You know what, man? For all of the craziness, there's never been a better reason to just be like, cool, well, today is what counts then. Like, what, I, what I've what i got right in front of me and what, I'm, what I can see and touch is really the only shit that matters when it feels like the world's crumbling down around me. There's never yeah. been a better time to just be present and, like enjoy what Focus the moment now yeah. yeah exactly yeah because yeah because you you can't look back and now is the best time <laughs> it's so true well that's my full it's circle. so sad to laugh to like you know it's it's so disappointing that that's what it but we got to make is the it's really the only silver lining to yeah. a world that's just in chaos it's just thinking well there's never been a better reason not to think about anything except what's right in front of you like, you know, what you see is all there is. What you see is, yeah. What you see is what you've done, what you've, what you can only do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you tend, uh, it's a Buddhist saying that I heard, I've never forgotten. Oh. You tend to the part of the garden that you can touch. Like, oh, oh, okay. I like this. You tend to the part. I like that. It's, yeah. It's very, um, very soothing or calming to know that it's, I guess like that's just your baseline. That's where you go back to is just the shit that you can do in mm. your life for the people that are in it. Sip coffee. Yeah. And just enjoy. Enjoy the view. Enjoy. Sorry about that breeze, mate. Are you okay yeah. over there? It's a bit gusty. Look, I'm really tense. I've been yeah. sweating the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> You've been sweating? I would have thought the wind would be good for that. <laughs> no, it's just really uncomfortable. <laughs> it's crazy when you look at these these big trees though to know that these things are working twice as hard as what they should be mm. or 10 times as hard or that's got to be a hundred year old tree oh Easily. there's we just took a little bit of a branch off but it's it has to be something like that has to be it can't so big man it's a Morton Bay fig so it produces a lot of figs really yeah do you eat it uh, we haven't we have done in the past but um by the time we sort of realise when it is, when the fruit's most ripe, can't really get to the branches. Yeah, yeah. And when they, by the time they drop down, yeah, lots like, of them eat them because a whole lot of bats are up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, right. 
But that's just another cool thing, right? That's like the bats, coals, or woolies. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> but it's crazy. Like, it's a hundred year old, it's a hundred year old tree still producing fruit mm. or food for an animal. Mm. Yeah, and not losing, a, not losing its leaves. Such a good perch up here. So nice. You sit here It's in out. Yeah, it's. If it was less windy, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm really sorry again. I mean, with that gentle breeze, it's pretty fucking horrible out here right now. <laughs> Can't believe we're here. This is shocking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's... But it really, it really does. It really is. Like, as going back to before, living in the moment, this, to me, is fantastic. Yeah. Except for the breeze. But, like, <laughs> with the breeze, I'm still loving it and looking at... Like this tree would, was a jacaranda, I think, last time you were here. All purple. Yeah, yeah. It's such a mesmerizing spot. Yeah, there's a lot. In the middle of the city. Well, yeah. not in the middle of this, like, you know, in the suburbs. It's got such. Very lucky, very it's lucky. It's so still, but it's so dense. Like you said, a rainforest. It's like a rainforest. But yeah, a 10Ks from the city. 10Ks from the city. I mean, like, it'd be great to go through national parks and do a little bit more hiking and mountain climbing and stuff. But I never have, it's a poor excuse, but I never have the time. But I feel like something like that would be so beneficial to how I'm living or whoever else is with me. Doing something like that, walking around nature or climbing mountains. Mm. There'd be a, a lot of external benefit. For sure. I don't know, men like mentally, but also like, just the enjoyment of it would be oh everything about it I think it's it's it could be this times a thousand yeah it's 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 like um, this removal of inputs you know like you yeah. just got so much shit going in your brain every day from so many different angles that when you can just plonk yourself in the middle of a national park it, it's never more like it's never more true that none of that has a direct bearing on the present moment you're like well yeah. I do have all of this shit and unanswered emails and I got in a road rage incident or whatever, but it's like, now I'm here and... Forget about it. Yeah, none of that really matters. Your debt? Out the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, I still owe that guy 245 grand, but like, he's not here. He's not here. I'm here for 45 minutes an hour, so I don't have to think about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Suppose you get the same feeling surfing, right? Yeah. Or along the same lines? Or? Yeah, it's, it's similar. It's um, obviously like very much the same that you can't, you can't take your terrestrial shit out in the ocean with you. You can't, can't get me here. Emails, like, you know, you yeah. Get, yeah, exactly. Um, it's a different, um, different energy in the sea. Like for me, the sea is, as forgive me for getting pretty hippie with this, but no, it's, get as, it's as close to a god as I've ever encountered as far as one singular entity compared to being in a rainforest where there's a lot of different types of life around you. Yeah. There's, you know, there's trees, there's soil, there's wind. There's like a lot of different things out in the ocean. It's, it's like wind generated, but it's just the ocean and it's yeah. kind of, it communicates the clearest to me. It's the easiest yeah. to communicate back to or in a way. Mm. I don't know. It's the same. No, no, I, I, I understand. I understand it. It's definitely, for someone who doesn't surf or anything, I can see how that can happen for you or for other people. It's definitely that circuit breaker though, oh. which is just so 
Like yeah. it has become absolutely so, essential. So essential to anyone having anything with just breaking up your day-to-day life, breaking up your day, breaking your routine, just to have your own time and just yeah be by this. Nothing, there's, that's just such a guilty pleasure, I feel, being no. by yourself. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's a weird thing to live in such a world where you build off so, social, or some people do, some people don't, you build off like the social interaction, but to just sit on your balcony and not talk to anyone for three and a half hours on a Saturday when most of the world or most of, you know, your town is out and about, but just to sit here and not talk to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, reduced communication is, yeah, yeah, is a yeah. weird guilty pleasure. It's, I've had this thing, I've always really had should... this thing where I've thought I've, I've I thought of myself as a really bad person because <laughs> I always loved the sound of like trains or traffic or just shit, the world going on outside when I'm not in it. Oh, and I, yes, and I, yes. I always thought maybe I'm a bad person because it's me celebrating the fact that other people are out and doing, stuck and doing shit yeah. that I don't want to do. But it's more of a celebration that I'm not doing the stuff I don't want to do, that I'm not sat on that train clanking away, that I'm not still... Like if I'm lying in bed and I hear a train, I'm like, yes. Someone's on, yeah. someone's on that train and they're still 45 minutes away from their bed and I'm in mine already. And I'm not celebrating the fact that they're not in theirs as yeah. much as I'm celebrating the fact that I'm already in mine. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, the That's world, me I'm, as well, yeah. I've checked out of the world. That's it, you know, everything's still happening, but there's, you know, little Roland or Jack just in his bed. And no one has any idea. Yeah. No one see, how weird is that? Because that's pretty recent. Like, it wasn't that long ago that we weren't as contactable as we are now. Yeah. Slash, we weren't contactable at all. We're Say, the most contactable now, but we still... I think that's where the guilty pleasure feeling comes in for me. Yeah. Is in, in a surf, for example, it's like... Like, say I'm on land and someone phones me up. I have a choice not to answer that call. You've got a decision. Yeah. I've got a decision, but there's a potential that I could answer it. And like, I could. There's a potentiality <laughs> there. But out in the surf, it's like, sorry, wasn't even a, I, yeah. it wasn't even a chance yeah. of me I've got nothing that. else like, to blame except I was just doing something. I didn't have the choice to not do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have a choice of doing anything. I was just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, lot easy, it's a lot easier to say, honestly, yeah, I missed your phone call than having watched it come up and intentionally not answered it. <laughs> I'm, look, I've been guilty of just like just watching it the whole time, and just I feel like such a an evil person. Like, because I hate it because I'll check it, and I just it's not just a judge. It's not judging who I want to interact with, or of the person who's co- trying to contact me. It's just oh, like okay, I'll just sit you down here. <laughs> you you're not gonna you know stop, that I'm doing this. Stop vibrating. <laughs> You're ruining my isolation right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, I think I'll always be like that to my core. Yeah, I resent, I resent people getting in touch with me too, man. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I resent, I have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> I've like, I've, I think, I think we're coming more and more like that though. Yeah. Well, as there's more and more platforms. Yeah. Like, like I can't keep up. I feel like there is a oh, different, there's, there's a different um, expectation of contactability depending on whether someone's SMSed you, sent you a message on Instagram, sent you an email, like whatever, there's like a slightly different implication or obligation yeah. to like how you should be responding. Whereas now I'm just like, nah, it's all the same. I'll check it all at the same time, maybe twice a day. Yeah. And I'll do my best to get back to it all, but I don't feel 
I don't feel like, I guess actually I could sympathize with the text message being a bit more personal and direct and yeah. there being a bit more of an obligation to respond than an email. Oh, for sure. Emails just, just it's another thing. Yeah. It doesn't exist in my head. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm like, I know this about myself that I'm really unreliable with like, with that level of contactability, but I, I know that about myself, but I've got no intentions of improving it. <laughs> I don't want to like... That's perfect, yeah. Well, basically like... That's I, exactly, yeah. I've been, I, I think about this a lot, man. Like I look, I try and look at myself and my behavior and like why I, why my instincts are the way they are and why I react or do things the way I do. Yeah. And like rather than just try and modify it as it happens, I'm always happy to just let myself react instinctively to something and then step back from it and look at what just happened and wonder why I just did something. And in this situation, yeah. what I what I think I'm doing, <laughs> what I think I'm doing <laughs> yeah. is basically being very careful not to generate an expectation amongst those that contact me that like, I'm not always at the end of the phone. Sorry. Yeah. Like most humans never were. Um, only in the last 10 years have all humans become at the end of the phone. I'm not one of them. I'm sorry. Like, I just, like, I don't want I haven't to evolved. Not, a, not even evolved, but that's it. I'm the old man with the single use cup. I'm like, nah, I don't want, I don't want to change my <laughs> not shit. Changing, not changing. Not changing. Nope. Not changing. Nope. But that's, no one used to have to do this before. <laughs> that's great to have that though. And it's funny that you, you understand it and you know, but you're like, it's not broken. So I'm not going to fix it. Like what? it's. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I don't care what anyone else thinks. I'm okay with it. I think societal expectations are not okay with it, but <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm completely content with what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. But there, you, there's so many platforms. You it just, just you eats do, your you time, do. man. Like oh. nothing else. It just eats your time. And it's just so... Nothing infuriates me more than just like looking at a clock that is now got another 15 minutes on it because I've stared at a fucking screen. And that's, I'm just yeah, like, that's true. Oh. Like, oh, 15 minutes, wow, I could have done so much more, like... Anything, anything Done push-ups, done, done the dishwasher, done something productive to... Meditated, man, sat with my eyes closed and done nothing would have been more productive than that. Oh, my Think God. Think about, like, what a man, way. when you were a kid, did your parents say, don't sit too close to the television? You'll get, you'll get square eyes. Yeah. Remember that one? <laughs> and now we've got these fucking phones. We've got it like 10 centimetres away from our faces. Which the, one, which the ones who told us not to do it are doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like immigrants. It's, it's the, those parents. Except their look. phones are still like two feet away and they're using an index finger to, like, <laughs> to use it. Oh, that's classic. I'll be guilty of you doing that just out of pure... I like to make other people feel uncomfortable. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> Not a sentence. The way the way that I like I'll do things, I like to I don't know, I, I like to get in a crowded elevator and just rip a huge fart <laughs> because I like to make people uncomfortable. Or or talk <laughs> That's what I didn't saying, even right? listen to the end of the Or just have a conversation with one person in the ele elevator. How weird is it if you're in a shopping centre and people come in, no one says a thing. Yeah. No one's the thing. Yeah, same as trains and buses and stuff. But I've started like in the last like month, just before Christmas. <laughs> Here we go. People walking about, hey, how you, go? how you going? Like being the, the, the guy that presses the buttons and talking with someone. Yeah. Like if a little kid's biting on a dinosaur or something, oh, what's that dinosaur? <laughs> being the only voice in the elevator. Yeah. And I, I don't know if other people feel uncomfortable about it, but I know there are some people out there that do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, I get off on that. <laughs> <laughs> I really get off on that. I really do. It's a sick disease. Yeah, but a it's cool stegosaurus <laughs> and you just hear the mum just like, don't talk to that man. Come <laughs> don't talk to the like crazy that. guy in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are you doing today? Or, you know, it's, it, I don't, it's, it's nowhere near as long as, as me visually looking at people being uncomfortable. But you're a barista, man, and so you're not afraid of talking to strangers, but I think most people are. Yeah. Like, that's been my favourite thing about having just, like, stumbled upon it as a job or a trade. Yeah. It's like, socially, it's been so much beyond working in coffee shops or cafes and stuff. It's, it's like an ability to... Interact with someone. Anyone, man. Like, you, like it, coffee is so non-exclusive that you need to be okay with chatting to someone from any walk of life, no matter what they look like or where they've come from or like the things How that they're saying. They well, yeah. is that thing that you yeah. and I always talk about, like how many murderers we've given coffee to and said, have a nice day, Gary. <laughs> I had to get that in. I wanted to know, yeah. Impossible for it not to have happened. Yeah, it's definitely happened. It's definitely. But well, that, I, that most people are, don't have that comfortability. No. Like we've been so massively desensitized by the perfect environment to practice talking to strangers because they're captive and they have to talk to you. They're captive. <laughs> they're, 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 yeah, they're bought into it for five minutes. They're yeah, for yeah, a time yeah. slot. That's so true. How often would you walk down the street? I don't know. You're a friendly guy. But other people walk down the street and you walk past someone on their front lawn. I reckon 90% of my friends would continue walking. Or like not say anything, even though you make eye contact. Yeah. Hello. Like that's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really old fashioned, but... Not even any noise, just a smile. Goes such a long way. Oh my goodness, yeah. I always forget that and then I notice like... When someone does it to you, you're like... <laughs> you get all fussed. Like, it oh my just God. like creates a little positive buzz of that exchange, which otherwise is kind of hostile. Yeah, that's kind of the that's what the that's what it feels like if you don't smile or you don't say hi. It's just like you're staring at someone; they're staring at you. Neither of you exchange anything. It's just like are you an enemy? Like it's <laughs> like this weird hostility. Yeah, yeah. But if you just smile and you just boom, you just dissolve all that tension, and then suddenly it's, it's such a really an nice icebreaker. Thing. It's a weird, not icebreaker. It, it's so cool, man, because yeah. you just get to give them a little buzz and they give you a little buzz and then you're just like, yeah. You're but you like, keep oh. doing it and you get more of a buzz and yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you build up to it and it becomes... It's so, it's so contagious. But it's so beneficial to everyone. Yeah. You know, why? God, just like fucking smile, you just miserable change, human being. Even exactly. And it's... Um, just don't even do it for yourself. Just do it for other people. I was really miserable uh, a few weeks ago. I was really run down and just um, not in a great place with work and then uh, I was chatting to my mum and she's like don't forget how the power of smiling and like and I had forgotten it and but she reminded me that's so nice it was so cool because um, she's absolutely right and you you start even if you don't mean it if you just start smiling or start like shooting the shit with people you you eventually turn and you and it can change your own mood yeah yeah change your own headspace like it sounds so stupid until you try it that like you know, just smiling, you know, you fake a smile and then it might become real. It sounds like nonsense. It sounds like something you'd tell a child in preschool. Yeah, but it one. works, man. It does like, work. Because, and you fake another one and another one and the fourth one is a real one. Yeah, or yeah, it's, yeah. Even if you're just smiling at yourself, being a doofus for faking a smile. Or something, like, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. it, en- it, it has an output. it ends up as a positive output. Yeah. <laughs> but your mum is so smiley, so that's, that's like... Yeah, that's true. That's She's perfect. like you. She's so expressive with her face. Like, you said you're a shit liar, which is such a credit to you because you're like, 
oh, I'm a shit liar because I can't hold anything. Yeah, to my face. too expressive. No, which is uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's really nice. But it's also gonna be the complete opposite. Where if I'm in a shit mood, or you can just read my face like a book, mm. and that's. I'd say that's healthier than having like oh, for sure. having a polished you facade. Don't, you don't bottle it up. Yeah, exactly. And you really do get a. And you don't you don't mislead anyone about how you're feeling. I think that's really important as well. Yeah, I hadn't looked at like looked at it like that, but yeah, that's it, that you don't mislead anyone. It's it's clear cut. It's just a straight up answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's black which and is white. a learning beneficial to smiling and not. I don't know. I used to always have this thing with a mate at high school where we'd make each other laugh in different classes. And um, <laughs> and I learnt this thing about him that when he'd try not to laugh, he'd suck his cheeks in because he'd think that it's the quickest way to do, like, stop a smile. <laughs> and so he'd say something stupid and he'd just be like... <laughs> and it's just like... It's, it's so such obvious. An, and yeah. then it's just even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah it, that, that, what that, hap- that interaction just becomes twice as funny yeah, now yeah, because yeah, you totally. now know suck the cheek yeah. god that's it's a good move it's <laughs> <laughs> very tactical actually yeah. but that's the same like not that whole thing but back to that smiling you walk into a hospitality area and just not getting a hello or anything shits me yeah totally it, just, it really rocks me to the core yeah and but just being really overly talkative I you walk in and someone looks at you like, hey, how you going, this, this, this. You just become loud and it's like, oh, like everyone's like, oh, this guy's got us. Like, mm. he's caught us off guard or... But I think so many... That's where I like making me feel uncomfortable. People feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, because most, yeah. most people are different to that, I think. Like a lot of people probably hate... I, in fact, <laughs> I think about myself. I'm a shit when customer, I go, yeah. <laughs> I like, very rarely find myself in like clothes shops, for example, but when I do and someone comes up like, hey, legend, how's your day going, blah, 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 I'm like... Fuck off! You like piece. don't like you no. absolute piece. And I, that's probably because it's so contrived and it's so obviously disingenuous. Fake. Yeah, yeah, fake. But I'm happy. I'm like one of those people who's like, no, nah, don't talk to me. And I think there's a lot of those who come into coffee shops feeling the same. Like, I just want to get my coffee. Shut up! Don't look at me. So you'd prefer the people who, and I'm I'm with you. Would be like, like. It's like big dog, like looking to buy some shoes <laughs> yeah. or something. Hey, champion. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, do I punch you or do I just buy, do I just buy <laughs> just my shoes? I would much prefer the people who just go, like, as robotic as it is. Hello, let me know if you need anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so much easier. Whereas if someone comes up, hey, champ, like, it's just infuriating. Dude, I'm about to pee my pants. Like, go for it. Where'd you get these off? These microphones? Yeah. Um, JB Hi-Fi in Coffs Harbour. They're bloody good. Yeah, they're great. They're so, um, that's wait till you hear the sound. It's that's like, something that, like, a news reporter would have, though. Like, that's, well, I'm not saying, like, but it's, there's no mucking around. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of, it's pretty, it's a pretty, like, low-budget approach to podcasting. <laughs> but it works. A couple of, you know, cracked iPad, cracked iPhone, a couple of <laughs> tiny microphones. It'll do. That's, that's all you need. These Apple products, though. I'm so just, done with it, man. You're so done with it? Yeah, I'm done with What's it. What's your next? Well, you going to get one of those big ones? Nah. But, yeah. <laughs> but with the air you have to pull out? I'd get one. one of those. I'd get one. That'd be great. I'd love a flip phone of some description. <gasps> like a Motorola or like yeah, a like Nokia. Yeah, like a razor, man. How cool were those old Motorola razors? You know, the oh, super thin ones? Yeah, yeah. And I love it, those. It's a, um, it is a flip phone. Yeah. 
I like the slide I ones. Had a, I had a good pink slide one back in the day. That would have been a weapon. Imagine that now on a slide phone. I wonder if he would just start to piss you off though, because think about like some people send you text messages that are as long as emails, and like Go reading on. one of those on a slide or a flip phone, and then just replying, be like, and they're going like pressing the buttons. Take you triple the time. It'd take you a long time, yeah. But but then again, would it become more of a really cool fashion accessory? You know, imagine me in the coffee shop. Sorry, I'm just going to order. Everyone's just like. Hold up. <laughs> I think it depends who you ask about whose definition of cool it is. I think it could be cool or it, like to a, to a tech nerd, it's the lamest thing ever. Like, why don't you have the iPhone 16? What's wrong with you? What's the matter with you? What's wrong with you? You mean you didn't camp on the footpath for two nights to get oh, an hour before everyone else? Oh, that stuff is ridiculous. Isn't that like... I've never, never understood it. Never understood it and I don't think I'll, I ever will. I don't think I'll ever do it. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? You've got to be so passionate about it. But like... It's a day. Yeah. You don't need it. But also you can um you can either buy it at a non like not at the Mac store for example. You could probably buy it at Harvey Norman or JB Hi Fi. They have it all on the same day. Or you could just get it shipped to a house. I've just there's something there must be something intoxicating about being on the footpath the with adrenaline a bunch of other of nerds it. waiting for the yeah. latest thing. Oh my god, so, oh my god. It's it's I don't get it. So is that sad or is it quite funny that someone can get a high off something like that or like an experience like it can get same thing I think it depends who you ask I think like to me it's pretty sad because it means that like that level of fulfilment is absent from somewhere else in their life like they're not getting it yes that's somewhere. a good way of looking at not getting it somewhere else so they're trying to take as much from yeah other areas from this contrived commercial experience rather than it is I don't know, anything else, rather than a tent in the bush. <laughs> Instead of on the footpath in Georgia. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, it's, um, but I mean, it, it is, it is a whole of a, of a, pro, like a product, right? Like, to have something like this that's meant to last only a certain time. Yeah. It's... Just in time for you to buy another one. Mm. The only thing where I see that is most relevant for a product is a car or a toothbrush. A toothbrush bristles mm-hmm. last you about like six weeks. Well, that, for the bamboo ones, they last you about six weeks. Yeah. And then the wood gets like a little bit mouldy and stuff. And then you know, oh, it's time to get a new one for the benefit of my health. Yep. Whereas this is sort of like, not for the benefit of your health. You're not like, consuming this in the same way. Yeah. I don't. It's 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 a. Um, uh, it, it just it, it infuriates me to no end. All the all the Apple bullshit. Like I'm so I'm 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 in it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm part, in it. A part of the, I'm a part of it. I've been indoctrinated. I've had an iPhone for a long <laughs> bloody time. It's hard to imagine not using one. But yeah. I'm like I'm at the end of my tether now. Of like, okay, I've got a problem. You can't just turn up at the shop anymore. You need to get online and make a genius bar appointment. Oh my God. To have yeah. some guy say like, oh yeah, the thing you bought a year ago is out of date. Actually, I can't fix this for less than the cost of just buying the replacement. And you're just like, hold on. That's funny economics. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what? What? <laughs> what was that, mate? <laughs> but, that's, but that's where like you get people... Like I heard this thing where... Um, it's nice to get one back on Apple where you claim that a product's broken 
and ah. it's not like not quite broken. Yeah, it's sort of like a Robin Hood situation. Yeah, like you just you, you're taking from the rich and giving back to the poor. Mm, like you get one for the little guy. Yeah, that's that's. Where I heard a story about that actually. It made my heart warm. <laughs> I think it's think that like someone could be out there and yeah, get one up. Get on one up on the the most wealthiest consumer company. Yeah, company just in the like. World. David just sack whacking Goliath and the balls on the way through. Just like, take this. Still getting beaten up, but yeah, just still getting, getting, getting something that really stings. Gets a shot off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> David sack whacking Goliath. That's true. Yeah. It's, but it's something that will never end, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll end as long as, it'll never end as long as people just keep, keep feeding. But that's because we've got people who are going to camp on George Street, though. Yeah. So as, as soon as those people d- die out yeah. or, you know, become extinct. I look at, I, I'm like pairing everything way back to whether it's going to be helpful to survival. And it's a really like, it's a really like <laughs> doomsday prepping It's a really raw way of attitude. looking. It's great. But what's, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's kind of, it's quite a prohibitive as far as what expectations are as in like, it would be a huge surprise if someone saw you on a Nokia 3310 when you could just be on the iPhone 11S or whatever. Mm. But literally, that's where my deepest feeling of security comes from is self-sufficiency and not having like material baggage that's yeah. not actually helpful to me living and breathing. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just I, a, real, I get it, it's yeah. a real baseline way of looking at things and just thinking, yeah, I can, I can live without that. Yeah. I don't need this In fact, to it's probably important I learn to live without that now. Yes. Rather than grow a dependency, which then may be taken away from me at some point. And then what do you do? And then, yeah, what do you do? <laughs> you just look at the wall for hours, like, God forbid. Do you, um, do you game? Do you play games on your phone? No, I've never, I never got to playing games on my phone. I never... Well, I didn't have an iPhone until I was like, yeah, I think I had my first iPhone first year out of school, mm. high school. That was three years ago, four years ago. And that was, I never, I didn't, I didn't really get it on, on phones. I didn't get it. I used to game like on Xbox and PlayStation yep. when I was like 15. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like dark days. That was like, I had dark a problem. Days. I had a problem. Really? Yeah. How like, many hours a day? Oh, I, I reckon weekends would be from like 8 till 8, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. To the point where I, I like I'd, when we'd go have families coming over for events and stuff, I'd still be on it until the point where the family walks in the door and I'd be like, oh, I'll get off it now. Yeah. It right. was bad. Like, I, like back when, that was like with Call of Duty and stuff, where I was fully sucked into the trap of like leveling up and needing to be ahead of my friends to the point where I would I'd just spend my whole time on there and I'd, weekends were a waste and I actually went to a friend for help I was like hey look mate like um, I find I'm playing this game too much I'm missing too much time with my family mm. it's like start reducing wow, the amount of hours really impressive at that age to like have that level of Uh, It was bad. Self-analysis. It was bad. And then I had, before those days, (laughs) it's bad now. I I haven't touched a game like four years, I think, since since those times. In in, in a way that like if you did now, you'd be be back on the wagon kind of thing? 
No, no, I think I'm repulsed by it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, th- I don't find it beneficial to me or who I am. I don't know if it's that also fear of addiction. Yeah. Not sure. But um, yeah, I used to yell at the TV and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, you know that that um, I wasn't as bad. You know that angry German kid on YouTube playing RuneScape. Why does that ring a bell? Oh my god! I must have seen something like that. Oh, it, it was massive. Just a kid just going ballistic. Oh my god! Yeah, I wasn't as bad as that. I was probably like. Was it one of those kids? He like smashes the computer and stuff. And keyboards go everywhere. He's like yeah. headbutting it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gnarly. It was, <laughs> it was really gnarly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's my experience with them, and I haven't. I don't know. I. I don't know. Yeah. I just. I only Do you? Asked, Do no, you? not really. I I went through a brief phase of enjoying it. Um, I used to play Halo on Xbox because oh, yeah. all the fellas did and then we'd all get online, play Halo Live oh, yeah. as like a big crew and then just talk shit with people. On the <laughs> yeah, hang I, out really, yeah. Like I wasn't good at the game but I just loved like, I loved getting one over someone or like, you know, shooting someone or whatever <laughs> and then like doing the whole teabagging thing yeah, and yeah. talking shit through the microphone and like <laughs> the, all that stuff. Like, yeah, that yeah. The boy is stupid like, yeah. yeah it's not like, the technical proficiency side of things didn't really appeal to me, which is convenient because I was rubbish at it. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but the then beyond that, I just haven't done it much. And now every time I see someone, it's like a lot of people do. And oh when I see God. someone with their screen horizontal on their phone kind of thing, and they're deep in some really complicated looking game. Yeah. Like a, like a magic, like Warcraft-y. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a castle thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just like... I feel such a mixture of emotions, man. Like, mainly I'm What's revolted. What's your biggest emo? Oh, revolted. Okay, yeah. yeah like, yeah. mainly I'm like, man, Offended. How, <laughs> like, what am I... Like, is this the only time you play this? Or are you playing this, like, as soon as you get home till the end of the day or whatever? Pokemon Go. Oh, exactly. Oh my Case in point. God. But then also, I'm sorry like... To, sorry to cut you off. I think Pokemon Go is that. That's exactly my, your example for me. Right. Where you just like... No, no, no. Sorry, like, um... You look at it and you see horizontal. I already think Pokemon Go is that the thing you play every time yeah. you get a free moment. Yeah, yeah. It's it's and then like I also feel sadness and like pity because I'm like, what are you missing out on? Uh. And then I also feel like a strange level of happiness almost. Like I say, serious mixture. That you're not like that. Happiness that I'm not like that. Happiness that that's per- that person obviously loves it. Yeah. Glad they found something they love. That makes like, them happy. Rather than having nothing they love. That kind of makes me feel... It's a big mixture of things. Yeah, but yeah. The Pokemon Go thing was crazy, eh? That's... On a, there's nothing as seriously... Seriously disappointing, stressing, eye-opening to that. Yeah. Because it, that opens up so much stuff. Because Pokemon is... Well, now they've found out working hospitality. Pokemon has played from ages from six... It's like 56. Wow. Like, we had a couple of people who come in and play. Yeah. yeah. Didn't we have a, we had a rare one, like right outside the shop for a while or something? Yeah. Yeah. And it was yeah. so weird to just see people turn up, congregate, and then just leave just because there was some... Pokemon there. And they'd just be standing like, have you ordered? And like, no, no, I'm just here for the... <laughs> and you're like, what? Let's say it. Yeah. I'm just here for, just say <laughs> what are you here for? Yeah, good, yeah. <laughs> Come on, fess up. Like it's, but that's, isn't that a weird thing? That well, that gonna... the thing that rattled me the most about Pokemon Go was the surveillance aspect of it and that it operated on 
geotags of like where specific yes. people are at specific times and also taking photos of who else is there and what that place looks like at a certain time and just the, the opportunity to monitor someone's movements, it's behavior scary. and psychology was just like, that was so comprehensive. There was so much there to just be able to build a profile on somebody with. I didn't even think of that. That was the thing that I thought about. It was like, I mean, it's really scary that such a basic and really childish concept like Pokemon can resonate with 56 year olds and that that's, it's, that's as like, <laughs> that's as simple as it needs to be to be able to capture mass attention and then direct, like direct people around man. Because it's not just like monitoring people, it's mobilizing them and forcing them to go to a certain Sheep. place. Exactly, and like shepherding people to a certain location. And it's I do easy, remember this. Yeah. Uh, it, like you can catastrophize it really quickly yeah. by thinking, well, what if that gets into the wrong hands and someone mobilizes a bunch of people to one place and then creates like an opportunity for something really, really scary. I freak out in like big groups of people, man. I don't really like it. Yeah, because of how available you are to other eyes to then to that, think of... To like, I think... Um, how exposed? Yeah, the exposure thing really, really gets to me the most. Because like, you stand out. Too much, shit, too much shit's happened now with, with like large groups of people. This is a really scary thing to say, but like things like terrorist attacks and stuff. Yeah. It's, you know, no one wants to, you know, everyone says like, you can't let it scare you because that means the terrorists win or whatever. Well, it's fucking scary. Of course it's, it's scary. It's really scary. Like it's, it's like, got to be scary. Yeah. It, 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 people, you know, everyone in charge or, or. It's hard to be strong during something like that. Yeah. Or it's hard not to react to it. Everyone says like, no, you need to keep living your lives or don't like, don't modify your movement or your, your your habits yeah. or whatever you're doing because of this, because that means the terrorists have won. It's like, well, if there's like, if there's a heap of shit that goes down in one place, like London or somewhere oh, else, yeah. it makes me way less inclined to be there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but away. that is the maths of it. I if, can't deny that. If, if a certain amount of events or things happen there, it's instantly, for me, it's like a, a chalkboard. You just scratch that place off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, where can I be that hasn't being attacked yeah yeah yet, or that isn't in danger of isn't going to put me in danger yeah or, yeah yeah there's so many political climates everywhere that's so messed up and but once again it's back to that thing where it's not happening right now so may as well just yeah enjoy just, right now yeah just enjoy the coffee you just know enjoy the, enjoy the coffee <laughs> enjoy that's the, the best coffee. summation yeah enjoy the coffee just enjoy the coffee enjoy your creamy soda <laughs> so good man it is honestly it's so velvety, hmm. but I think the first one was better. This is. There's something about it though. Isn't it's it? really, really. It's nice. such a. It's a drink of the world. Coffee, water first, then this. <laughs> yeah. Water first, then. You this. don't have coffee without water, so technically, it's water first and then it's coffee. I guess you can have water without coffee. I never do, but. <laughs> I never do. Up to you if you eat the thing raw. Yeah. <laughs> raw. How was that before? He goes, did you cook it too long? <laughs> <laughs> that was harsh feedback. That was oh. the worst coffee I've ever had here. <laughs> you fucking didn't pay for it, mate. <laughs> yeah. What a rip-off. Where's your loyalty card? I'll, st I'll unstamp <laughs> it. <laughs> That's funny, though. It's, it's such a... Um, it's looked at such an easy thing mm. from, from the 
you know, people who haven't done it before. It's looked at like you're pouring like, you just put the hot milk in the, in the cups, and then you right? Yeah. the coffee and you just do, press the button on the yeah. machine, right? Yeah, and then, but just the terminology that other people use, like, for example, my, my brother says, oh, I'll, I'll cook up some milk. And just to me, I just picture on a stove, like, quick, Jack, help, like, you know, like, mixing it around. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. Just, That terminology just translates to something else. Even, like, even saying, I'll froth the milk. Like, when I hear people say that, I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. No, 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 no. No, no, you, like, you, you texture it, you texture, can silk it, silk. stretch it, but don't, like, it, <laughs> like, don't froth it, man. Like, that's not what you're supposed don't to do. Don't blow bubbles into it, yeah. But you say that to someone who's not, like, trained in it, and they're like, you're a wanker. <laughs> you know what I mean. You don't, even, you don't even get a chance to um to to be able to you know look at him and just say, "Hey, gone. Are you going? We're going. You can to make where? Noise. To where? We might not see you tomorrow morning. Oh no, no I'll, I'll get up. I'll get up. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. we'll I'll see you tomorrow morning. You guys, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's can. okay. I'll see you tomorrow morning, yeah. Sorry, this is Rolly, by the way. Rolly, yeah, Luke yeah, and Sean. Yeah. I thought that Jack's laughter was a good time that you could, like, cut, cut in. <laughs> That's okay, yeah, we'll know where we're at. But I'll be out tomorrow morning. We just wanted to make sure. Oh, thank you. Away tomorrow. Canada skiing. Oh, cool. Yeah, American. Nice. Make sure that we say bye to everyone. Yeah. Harry ditched us already. Harry's so. ditched. Yeah, he's gone. You guys going for a while? A month. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so Great time as well. Yeah. Great time times, as well. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna FaceTime you heaps though, if that's okay. Oh, yeah. we'll FaceTime you as soon as we land. Good. <laughs> the whole plane we'll trip. Going through, we'll go through like customs so and we'll nice be like, stream. this is my friend Jack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing him into the country as well. Does he need his own escort? <laughs> big, big red flags to the US uh, customs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't, welcome here. You can't bring Jack in. <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah. Alrighty. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Yeah, see you tomorrow morning. Guys. Um, but yeah, back to that whole terminology thing, it's people, I think people find it so easy to make fun of something that yeah. they think isn't as, um, important. Yeah. But weirdly is, you know? Well, it is if, like, if they drink it, they're in no, they are in no position yeah. to, to say it's not important. It's like, cool, <laughs> take your drugs away, then we'll have this conversation. Watch your withdrawals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, when someone, if someone comes up, and I love just saying no. <laughs> if someone comes up to order, it's, you know, like I'll have... Can I have a hazelnut latte? Like, no. On the Costa Rican bean? No. 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 That honestly, I'll have to sit down for a bit and just like run that through my mind. Because I love that. That's, that's great because that means you're walking into my, my Zen, my temple, and you already think, of a different way of how this works, but no. Yeah. No, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, no. The hymn, the hymn is sung this way and this way only. John, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need to go. Yeah. You need to leave. Just leave. You're you not invited back. I take, I take a lot of pleasure. I, well, I took a lot of pleasure in declining <laughs> people certain things that I didn't have. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like people just come up and just like confidently say like, oh, just a large matcha latte, bro. Like. No, no. <laughs> no, sorry. I don't want to laugh at you. Yeah, yeah, I don't, but you just said something really funny. Um, I don't know much. Especially being in the, in the truck, right? Like, that's... Oh, yeah, that's completely like... But that's almost the best because you it's don't... so unorthodox yeah. that, that it's obviously my way or the highway. Like, I have a limited amount of stuff here and... 
if you ask for some bullshit and I say I don't have it, you won't be that surprised. <laughs> or you shouldn't be that surprised. Yeah. Hey, one woman People will find a way like, to be surprised, but... A woman comes and she's like, I'm just wondering what sort of... Like, how do you do your chai? Like, oh, I, I don't. It's a bit of soil from I the bushes. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually go home. You, you got a home? You, you go home and then have it there. Have it there, yeah. yeah. Isn't this weird thing called a, called a tea bag? Yeah. You yeah. might not and have seen it. Generally, generally, you make it yourself rather than impose your nonsense on other people. <laughs> rather than, you know, stress out some poor person. Uh, man, I was blown away in Bondi where people would come up and they'd be like so confidently... Like, just a three-quarter coconut latte, bro. And you're just like... Bruh. Just like, <laughs> how dare you assume I have coconut milk for your coffee? I do. No. But seriously, how dare you? It's just like... I'll do it, but no. <laughs> no, you, you should, should be ask. ashamed of yourself. You now, should ask. 7.50, get the hell out. Wait outside. <laughs> and I'll take your money first, but I'll still direct you around. Yeah, because yeah, that's the way yeah. it should be. It should be directive. It should, you know, it's... We think about, like, going into a bar... For, oh my. for like alcohol drugs yeah and for cold drugs cold evening drugs mm. and you think about the way like some hipster bartender sasses can you? treat you yeah sasses you oh. or like gives you attitude and you, you're like helpless to it you're you like well the you've got the drugs spot. that I want so I'm going to put up with I have to put up with anything right and I'm still going to give you full price yeah <laughs> and I'm still going to you know you buy more of it I've got nothing I've got no power here yeah and I feel like that kind of infected the coffee industry the morning drugs a little bit was that whole like hipster swagger behind the bar that then suddenly like certainly when I started making coffee in like 2010 people were very that was like the trendiest places had the worst attitude where it was these guys with giant beards who would like not even talk talk to you and it was this whole enigmatic like wow this guy's so mysterious he must know so much about coffee because he's being really rude to me whole thing and it's like it <laughs> took a while that sentence down if you talk to anyone this guy is being he must know a whole lot about what he's doing because he's being so rude he's so absorbed but i think it's like he's so <laughs> absorbed by his focus or his dedication to coffee that he can't even <laughs> be polite or greet me even though we're in a hospitality environment and that's the customer. And then you flip it to him making coffee. Man, I don't even want to do this stuff. I don't care. This yeah, is yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, look, it's just another Karen with a short bob haircut. This, that. <laughs> you know? It's just another Take it. Go. And then the girl goes, oh, or the guy's like, oh my God, that's the best thing it's I've ever had. coffee. Yeah. He's like, I hope I never see you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. I hope I never see you again. Have a great day. And it's just... It gets... But it, in all honesty, it does... I find the job really can get really exhausting in a high volume environment oh if you're not like well slept firing passionate if you're having to like pretend and manufacture that energy it's really exhausting like and when people build up this expectation of that's the word you as a certain person or having certain attributes that when you're not like I think you and I make coffee in a really similar way like it's high energy it's fast paced it's precise it's fucking good and then when you're like low energy, people are like, oh, what's wrong with so-and-so today? And it's you're just like, like nothing's oh, wrong. <laughs> I guess I'm just a human being and I'm having a bad day or like, it's... What if you turn around and just be like, you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 4.50. They'd still do it always like, he's really assertive, he knows what he's doing. You're the problem. Okay. Yeah. It's weird, eh? Hey, Large flat like, white. 
it's weird because people come to the coffee shop and develop a relationship with a barista because it's this beautiful human element of an otherwise automated machine yeah. like day but then they make a machine out of you in their expectation of how you are to behave or how you are to present yourself and if you don't mm. it's it's just ironic that they're coming down for this human experience but it comes at the expense of the barista's humanity yeah that's we're hard done by that's <laughs> it's our job we're being used totally I remember this analogy that you told me ages ago we're just being used like it's, that's exactly it it's well, you just, you're a product as much as the coffee you're making mm. like as a, as, a, as a character used and abused and then cast aside for tomorrow, cast aside for tomorrow's whore and left confused yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say it yeah. <laughs> it's no, I don't feel like you today. I'm going to go over to this. Uh, <laughs> this one's looking better. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Use the views and then confuse. That's what. That's what it is. It would. It's just crazy because, like, within five minutes, you are. You can be one person's mate, another person's nutrition, like, <laughs> soundboard, another person's like stand-up comedian, another person's therapist. Yeah, like therapist, just, yeah. That's the biggest people one. People just unload their shit on you. And you, and you, you, because you're in such a public place, you don't want to seem like a rude person to everyone else. You just, you've got to interact with them. Otherwise, yeah. you, when you don't, you have everyone else being like, what's wrong with so-and-so? And that's when you just, that's when it becomes a bigger problem because you just, you have to talk to someone and then if you don't someone else says this and then you're just even more frustrated yeah 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 and it, it's a ongoing it's, yeah, circle it just like feeds back on itself yeah <laughs> but that's what makes their job so special in the same way as like building a real relationship with somebody mm. and then, then treating them like a like when you see them and then it doesn't feel like work because you're just seeing a real you're actually seeing a friend yeah but those like those those people are pretty few and far between the people who you just pander to and the people who you just like and they, say you they require get, they get confused to. though they get confused they do think we're closer than when we are, what we yeah, actually are yeah you do too good of a job of it yeah and then you you're like street and you're not in an apron and they're like hey Jack how Jack, are you not, and you're just like oh god be like, oh, like no one's paying me to be nice to you today like <laughs> mm, here's a theory I don't like you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you think about that and then we'll talk about it later. Yeah. But you come in tomorrow and I'll still smile at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's robotic. It's a weird, it's... Uh, it's so addictive. Nowhere though. else gets like this though. No. Or well, not to my knowledge of anything. No, exactly. Of any other occupation. I mean, there probably are some things out there, other occupations that are very similar. But... I think, I think uh, maybe like being a baker or a butcher, I think those real base food people yeah they get a similar experience of like that regular, regular customers. yeah um, they're generally like community oriented small businesses mm. but it's different even in a bar which is probably as a cocktail maker or like just a bar person they're mixologists mixologists yeah. pardon me <laughs> then even in that situation it even though mechanically it's the most similar in that like the beverage preparation and the intensity and yeah. like frequency of interactions and stuff is different because it's at night and people drink alcohol very differently to the way they drink coffee it's like it's never it's never functional 
no, no yeah, ever, no one's ever like necking <clears throat> a beer because I've got an important meeting coming up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's it, only ever relaxed. Whereas coffee, coffee is, is like intense. It's intense, intense, intense. Yeah, that's so true. A bar is just so relaxed compared to a coffee shop. And you're so helpless on the other side of a bar because you know that you're being scrutinised by security and by oh, staff and like... You're being rorted of money. You're being rorted of money and you've you got no say over it. Like if you're at a busy bar and there's like, you know, a 10 metre bar and it's like four people deep and you're like, fuck, here's the next 20 minutes of my life just waiting until I get Can't to the front. Can't do anything about it. And then just start yelling at someone like... Blah, 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 and like just mouth your words in a way that hopefully they'll like get it. And then you don't get it and you're like, fuck, 20 minutes, <laughs> you line back up. I hate when um, I'll like, I'm in this situation so rarely these days, but if I'm in a, like a bar like that, and then like I'm trying my best to just make the, I know I can try and sympathize with what it would be like yeah. receiving orders. Yeah. And you want someone to be clear, have their money or their card ready yeah. and be adept at picking up their shit and walking away fast and like making room. <laughs> so I try and do that. And when I fail, I just feel so bad. Like when I, when I like yell out, like need like two beers and blah, blah, blah. And then when someone leans in, they're like with their hand on their ear, they're like, what? Like speak up. It's just like, I'm oh, already speaking I'm up. Trying, I'm trying. I'm a shit customer. I yeah, can't yeah, do yeah. it. I've, look, I had my first experience of taking something back at a bar. Really? Last night. What did you take back? A whole cocktail jug. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, so this is what I don't understand with hospitality and customer service. We ordered a watermelon spritz yep. in a jug. A watermelon spritz? Yep. Uh, don't ask me why the, the other patrons with me wanted to try it. And I, I was very enticed with the watermelon note. Yeah, sounds delicious. And so we go there. Sounds masculine. <laughs> Sounds pretty and flavors it. So we go, I go out to order, and then guy goes, "Yep, sure, no, no worries." It's a twenty-five dollars as well, so it's not like a one drink or something. It's substantial for a, at a bar. And sitting on down the table, and the guy comes up with a cocktail jug and glasses. Hey guys, um, we ran out of watermelon, so I just mixed up something else. Hope you enjoy it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm like, oh, oh this is how it works. <laughs> Fuck me, right? <laughs> Amazing. So, so so ridiculous. So and he goes, but what what was the uh, the cherry on top? He goes, I hope you like it. It's not enjoy or anything. It's I've I've mixed this up. I hope you enjoy it because that's it. If you don't too bad. <laughs> we tasted it and it was shocking. Really? Yeah. No good. And I just got the sweats instantly because I knew what I had to had to be done. I knew I knew it. I felt fate calling me back to the bar. <laughs> but I have never been in that situation where I've had to where I've stuffed up something that I've meant to have made a customer and I've had to do it. I've never had that experience of that. Well, you'd never be allowed to get away with it. Like, imagine yeah. if someone ordered like a long black and you're like, "Sorry, dude, I actually I made a soy latte. I hope you like it." And <laughs> Like, it's so directive of like, you like it or I hope you like it, that you almost have no room to say anything. Yeah. So I go back and I'm just like, oh my God, give me everything. So we pour, we, we poured out two cups worth. So I poured one cup back in. I what did like, it taste like? Um, what did he make you instead? I think it was a rose, a rose sprit, uh, spritz, not rosé. 
it's like flower tasting spritz. And I was just, I was bewildered by his audacity. Audacity and just creativity to create something so boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're behind a bar, you've got so much other stuff. Yeah. But maybe, maybe that person was learning, but I go back and I've just got the jug and I was like, sorry, man, like I've actually never done this before. It's just not good. <laughs> I, not, not just, not just, I didn't order it. I didn't fess up to anything that I, like, I didn't like it or anything, or it's not what we ordered. It was purely, it's not good. It's not good. And, and you, it, you said, I hope, you hope I like it. I don't like it. <laughs> Sorry. And I go back to, and it's, oh, oh, sorry. And I was like, and it's like a stalemate there. I'm like, so first person who speaks has to like do something. And he goes, and I'm just like, and it was like, a, like three seconds of just still oh. looking at each other. And I was like, I was like, I was going to crack. I was actually going to crack. I was like, so can I just get, and I was, I was going to then lull myself into buying another jug. And he goes, did you want something else? And I was like, well, yes. Yes, like, quite uh, obviously. Hello, is yeah. anyone in there? Like, you know, hello. And he goes, all right. I was like, look, man, I'm really sorry. Let me just go back and I'll just chat and we'll see what, where else. He goes, okay. So then I'm lining up for the bar. We've decided what we want. And then it's someone else who serves me. I'm like, no, you're going to have to pay for it. Like, even though they made the mistake. And then I go up there and I'm, I'm willing, I've got my card out because I can't, don't want to seem like that guy at the end of the bar. Hey, you owe me like a jug for stuffing up an order. It was too easy. And then I get saved. And he goes, no, no, I'll pay for it. Like, it's oh, on us. that's good. But I, I'm getting nervous now thinking about it. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's a horrible just, atmosphere. You walk, you walk back and you just think, what are they thinking? Like, I couldn't have got to the bar. in this? Yeah. What is he put in this one? What's in there? Was it in the bathroom for 30 minutes? Yeah, or, yeah, you yeah. know, it's, it was such an uncomfortable feeling saying I didn't order it when it wasn't even my fault. But yeah, that's so... It's so black and white. It's like, I didn't order this. It's not nice. You but why do just, I feel you guilty? You just assumed. Yeah. Because you're a nice person. <laughs> some people just don't have that at all, man. Like, some people just don't... Just don't look at that and... Aren't remotely responsible for, like, their... In that situation. Like, there's certain people in, like, my friends and family and stuff who I know <laughs> if I go out for dinner with them... It's going to be an like, awkward time, or...? Well, I'm just like, I hope nothing goes wrong. Because if it does... It'll be a disaster. And like, I hate, I hate being sat, having really? worked in restaurants, I hate being sat on a table, with like a problematic table, or just a table with one problematic person mm. who then, you know, colours the rest of the table with it because like, even, like some people it, that... It's older people though, isn't it? Like mostly older people, yeah, yeah. who are just intolerant of anything, even when it, even, even flavour-wise, like even if it's something they have ordered, that they've that has been delivered. They're just like it's exactly it. what it's the not, menu says. Yeah, they're just like, sorry, this isn't very nice. Um, <laughs> just it's like, like I don't enjoy what you made. And it's you, like, well, you, you too bad. Don't order it again. I don't this, know. <laughs> this is an agreement. You ordering from the menu is agreeing that you'll eat this. Yeah, well, it's a gamble. It's you. It's your best bet that this is going to be the thing you're going to enjoy the most out of that menu. And if you fail, that's on you. Sorry. And there's a lot of other restaurants to choose from next time. But at this minute, this is your responsibility. <laughs> but some people just don't feel bad about that at all. Like there's you yeah. who's, who's 
like you've uh, paid for something completely different and then the thing that's come isn't what you ordered and it's not nice you're the most entitled you'll ever be to return it and yeah. to have something replaced for you and then there's other people who are just like excuse me i asked for some ice like <laughs> 10 minutes ago and they've asked for it like 30 seconds ago and like yeah. the person's still on their way back to the kitchen to get ice <laughs> and like, can someone bring me some ice please <laughs> Oh, stop, no, please, you're embarrassing everybody else here. It's, it's yeah, it, you're making this so much stressful than what it needs to be. And just knowing that the wait staff then just hate you for the oh, rest of the time you're there. They'd eat like, away at me. I'd pay the bill oh. even if they didn't have anything. I'd walk. I couldn't, like, I'd, I don't know if you've ever left a dinner table or, like, a... Have you ever had a friend? Like you said, dinner table, but at a coffee shop where someone's just been like, oh, you know... Um, I'll have this like this, and they return it because they don't actually like what they what they asked for. Yeah. <laughs> and you you're attached to that person because you walked in there with them and you're like, like they probably hate me now. Like you know, yeah, even though yeah, I'm not yeah. the one, you you know, everyone doesn't like that. Yeah. And it's such a um, it's such a such a team thing, like. There's customers and then there's the people that work in the venue. And so as soon it's as employees you, versus customers. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's like whether it's wait staff or kitchen or someone taking orders or whatever it is, like that they all hate you now. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. all hate you. They all, yeah. You had one you've, shot. You've you had one strike. It's not three, it's one strike yeah. and you've ruined it. But But I kind of understand like where that entitlement comes from when you're in somewhere and you're paying and you just yeah. kind of I don't know, you you have an expectation because you're paying yeah but then there's definitely there's a line that you shouldn't cross as far as being rude or like offering your feedback in a passive aggressive way yeah like when i don't like a coffee somewhere i just like leave it i just don't drink it and i just leave it and because like when i make coffee and i go and collect coffees and i see that someone hasn't drunk one i'm like oh they they kind of like that yeah and that's like the most direct form of feedback without the person walking up and saying here's this thing i ordered and paid for but i don't like it Exactly, it's yeah. like gentle, but it's direct. Yeah, I think. Do you think as we get older, because it's generally older people that complain? I feel anyway, or that you know feel entitled to what they didn't want or what they wanted. Do you think it's an age thing? As we get older, will we? Is it because we all complain because we've had so much experience that things should be done right. That yeah, eventually, your patience and tolerance yeah, just gets yeah, and just the, Yeah, and then it eventually you just start snapping like a firework and it's everything that doesn't happen. Yeah, maybe. And then maybe in five short years, it'll be you and me just going like, you know, Taylor I a flat the white and there's, there's, this is a latte, mate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just throwing at the wall. <laughs> I'll have another one on the house and just read your paper. And just read away, read away, read away. Yeah. It can definitely turn to that. But I just, uh, I, I just like, I hate being in, um, you, why would you piss the person off who's like <laughs> making the thing that you're going to consume? Like, why would you why? do that? What's wrong with you? Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you compromise what you're about to consume just by being like rude? <laughs> so. Be your, be their friend. Be their friend and, and, and what you'll consume will be much nicer for it, I bet. Like, Without a doubt. Yeah. That's the way it's going to be. And I'm actually telling you, this is it. Yeah. But no. <laughs> no, no, no. I ordered exactly 
what was on the menu. And I, guess it's, it, I guess it all comes out in the wash because like eventually those people are like, I'm never coming back here. And you're like, cool, don't. Yeah, you go, that's better for us as well. Yeah. That's when it gets weird is when like you have customers who come in who seemingly like complaining is recreation and they just come in to complain about the same thing over and over again. You're like, this is, you know this about this shop that like this is how. It's done like this every every single time. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't modify the menu to cater for individual customers. That's why it's a menu. It's because this is how we do it. (laughs) And there's 15 other places. This is the only thing you can select. You can't do anything that's not on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really simple guidelines. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. It's like people just like get off on complaining about something or mucking with other people maybe it's maybe it's just like really power weak people and it's the only time they feel powerful is when they're spending money and they're like because i'm spending money we're doing this my way (laughs) even if my way is ludicrous (laughs) even my way is so backwards it's my money even if my way will make you think infinitely less of me we're doing it my way oh my that is not a true word spoken it is. <laughs> I think um, it's probably a good note to sign off on just our <laughs> hatred of everyone. Basically. Before it gets dark. Yeah, but just before this gets really negative. <laughs> <laughs> before we get thrown in jail or something. Yeah.